7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Hey everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, radio for humans. And of course, joining me as always on the program, uh, the one and only uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. Maybe maybe she's going and getting food because I know that the, there was uh, there was an impending warning that dogs could go ape shit over a food delivery. So uh, rain not back. All right. So Joe Santoris, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Yes, that's got Joe Scranton from Santorsa, Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, and dogs are apt to go crazy over food deliveries. I just want you to know that. Yeah, yeah, that is a that is a a, a, a well known fact. So yes, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, we got a interesting show. Rain is back. Uh, did you did you get some grub there? <laughs> yeah, the food showed up. I'm sorry, guys. Don't <laughs> by itself, or did somebody deliver it? No, Bob delivered it. Oh, okay. It, it, it was just it, we we've had an evening. Mm. Well. Welcome to this evening. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Hello, yeah, everybody. I, I you know, I, I hi, and uh, you know, I, I I know what everybody else is talking about out there, and we're not going to talk about what everybody else is talking about. And by the way, I have quite a story for everybody at the end of the program tonight. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, a story that I guarantee you. I would almost guarantee you that no progressive or liberal talk shows have talked about. Uh, it's quite amusing, but uh, it, it's um, I, it came across the wires. <laughs> wow! I was I was just poking or poking around in, in news, and this story showed up, and and I, I it's too good to to pass up. But well, I, I don't want to say anything else about it. But um, I do want to. Uh, scare everybody right now uh because uh something happened uh a couple days ago that you uh might or might not have seen and i have a clip here from kelly o'donnell from nbc about what happened and this is what happened the president basking in florida sun and celebrity today playing golf with jack nicholas and tiger woods as russia's vladimir putin played chess reminiscent of the cold war we are suspending it said putin today putin defying a new u.s demand that russia comply with the intermediate range nuclear missile treaty known as the inf signed back in 1987 by president reagan and mikhail gorbachev 
Friday, Secretary of State Pompeo said the U.S. would withdraw in six months unless Russia removed missiles near European borders. The United States stands ready to engage with Russia on arms control negotiations. President Trump said a new deal should include other countries like China and India. Despite the spotlight over the Trump-Putin relationship, the president did not call out Russia directly when asked why the U.S. would leave the treaty. One side has not been adhering to it. We have, but one side hasn't. So unless they go <laughs> adhere, we shouldn't be the only one. He's so tough the apparent on collapse of the agreement opens the door to development of new weapons. Former ambassador to Russia Michael McFaul is concerned. It's never good, in my opinion, for the United States and Russia, the United States and China, to be engaged in nuclear arms races. There's a reason why arms control has helped to keep the peace for four decades. Moscow denies it ever violated the treaty and says it would only deploy intermediate-range missiles if Washington does. President Trump says these changes mean the U.S. must find ways to have countermeasures to Russia's land-based missiles that are causing so much concern in Europe. All right. Um, a lot of bullshit there with what's coming out of the Trump administration because it's not... It's not just these land-based missiles that they're talking about. The things that they're that are going on right now in Russia are so alarming. And what what I really really want to emphasize here is is remember Trump has said many times nobody's been harder on Russia. Nobody's been harder on Russia than he has. I mean, nobody's had a bigger hard on for Putin than he has, but he certainly <laughs> hasn't been hard. <laughs> On Russia, uh, yeah. because what has been going on last year alone, just last year, um, is should should terrify people. And I heard a little bit about this stuff, but kind of glossed over because it was the holidays and you know other shit was happening. Um, but this stuff is terrifying. Uh, because Russia is developing something called an, the Avangard missile program. Not, not Avantgarde, but it's Avangarde. A-V-A-N-G-A-R-D, I think is how it's spelled. Avangarde. And it is not a supersonic missile, but a hypersonic missile that can duck and weave and avoid being taken down by other... Uh, missile systems oh yeah that's cute isn't it um Mm. but uh this is uh cnn's uh uh barbara star she's the uh, pentagon um uh uh, main pentagon whatever you call it correspondent correspondent barbara star is amazing by the way yeah she she is and this is uh, Barbara Starr from December of 2018, a mere, you know, not even two months ago, talking about, um, you know, this stuff before it came to a big, ugly orange head this weekend with Trump saying he's, he's withdrawing from and, and basically withdrawing from the treaty. It um, just basically served up anything Putin ever wanted on a gold-plated plate because he's going to withdraw and he's going to go forward with this avant-garde program and other stuff. 
and I have audio for that stuff too, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. So listen to Barbara Starr from December 2018 talking about the avant-garde system. U.S. defense officials say this is the real deal. Russia test-firing its new high-speed hypersonic missile, a missile that the U.S. military currently cannot defend against. Russian President Vladimir Putin pulling no punches on his intent. The new avant-garde missile system is invincible against today's and future air and missile defense systems of the potential enemy. This is a big success and a great achievement. If the weapons work as advertised, there is no current defense against them. The Russian missile has captured the attention of Patrick Shanahan, the deputy defense secretary who will take over as acting Pentagon chief when Secretary James Mattis leaves next week. Shanahan warns the U.S. needs to be able to detect the fast-flying missile much further away than current radar systems can handle. The U.S. has to detect it thousands, not hundreds of miles away because of its high-speed approach. The Pentagon may spend more than $1 billion trying to develop and field its own capabilities. We have a number of options going on with hypersonic missiles. The Russians are making significant yet unproven claims about their missiles, saying it's capable of carrying a nuclear warhead. It flies up to 20 times faster than the speed of sound. It can adjust altitude and direction to avoid detection. Putin says it's invincible. We're going to need a different set of sensors in order to see the hypersonic threats. Our adversaries know that. The challenges are also political for President Trump, whose relationship with Russian President Putin has been rocky since July's Helsinki summit. Putin feels incredibly emboldened. Putin believes this is the time to press his advantage. He's put his forces in Ukraine, in eastern Ukraine. He's, of course, taken over Crimea. He's now gaining ground in Syria. This is Russia's time, in his view. Now, because the Russians are putting so much effort into this new missile, the U.S. is responding by funding its own effort. The Pentagon says it has no choice but to proceed. Uh, this is where I would like to say uh, three words. But her emails! <laughs> yeah. So, oh. this, cozy oh little, this cozy little relationship with Putin, and mm-hmm. where, I mean, and you heard where he was saying, you know, one side isn't adhering to it. Uh, why don't you say Russia? Because maybe you're talking about us and that's why you withdrew? Are you really fucking Russian Asian? And, and oh, by the way, yes. there's brand new footage of Trump in Russia in 1997 that just came out, or 1995 or 97. Yeah, I, I just shared it with you guys, where he's at some kind of, you know, he's at a business meeting there, you know, uh, looking to invest in oh. properties over there to build something, whatever. Yeah, there have been, there've been talks that he's been over there since the 80s. <clears throat> I'm just I'm, I I listened to that story and I'm very disturbed because basically now we're re-upping the Cold War. And um, I am. What, what what why 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 is the United States so flat-footed that we can't respond to this new system that Russia has? What what, what why? Well, well this is cle- this is clever. So I'm, I'm quite uh, it's an honest question. Did did somewhere along the line when Trump got into office they they decided to say stop 
doing counterintelligence and stop doing research and stop preparing for that's you a know, very good possibility it, it, it's a really it's a really honest question it's a very strong possibility there is scary as fuck yeah you, you do realize that by us pulling out of the treaty was a gift to Putin Oh yeah, on a silver platter. Yeah, it, oh yeah. Yes. I mean, what an effect! What an effect he's done is under the guise of being tough on Putin. He has that, given Putin what he wanted. Yeah, we pulled that, out of a treaty, and that gives Putin free hand to do whatever he wants. Exactly. No, I. At least if, at least if we stayed in the treaty, okay, and Putin was cheating on the treaty, at least he had a cheat. Yeah. Okay. Now he has free hand to do whatever he wants because we're not in the treaty. Oh, you thank you. It. Well thought out, uh, Donnie, or maybe that was your orders. I don't know. I agree with what you just said, Joe. I don't disagree with that at all. What I do not understand is how come we don't have the counterintelligence to know that this was going on in Russia and how we don't have the technology to well, counter it. I think you well, already know the answer to that. It's a, it's a, we huh? probably do have it. We probably do have the counterintelligence. It's just that we don't have a president that wants to listen to it. Yeah, and and uh, we also have we also have briefers who are told not to tell him anything he doesn't mm -hmm. want to hear. But no, and, I get, but Rain, I, I think you, I think go. you know the answer to your question. I really do. What I think that 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 Trump has basically, you know, what Joe said is, you know, uh, we have uh, somebody in the White House who's completely unwilling to pursue real legitimate action against people who are, you know, this this country who was an aggressor against us. He let him off the hook for the election. He let him off the hook for everything. Yeah. So Well, that's true. But just to go back to, to what Joe was saying and what we learned this week about how counter... <clears throat> I don't know if it was counterintelligence people or the, or the people who delivered the, the briefings to the president who came out and said he is willfully, ignorantly ignoring our intelligence... I, I, I have a hard time believing that our entire intelligence apparatus, including research, including you know, um, you know, research and development, to be honest with you, has been told stop doing research and development because that really is under the umbrella of the Pentagon, and and so right now I, the the reason why I keep saying why is I am really really bothered that. That stopped happening, even though Mattis hasn't officially stepped down from yeah. the Pentagon. Yeah, well, I, I think does that, that sense, it's a culmination. Yeah, it, it does, but it it's a culmination of, of things, you know, with Fat Donnie being the cheerleader for Russia, being the uh the the secret dealer with russia being the you know won't even mention their name when he's talking about withdrawing from the fucking treaty it's like are you serious are you you know and 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 to me because well that that takes all the seriousness away that he wouldn't mention russia's name i have to think that he knew he was given a gift to them that sure. he was awarding Putin exactly what he wanted. Sure. So That's exactly what happened here. And and I want to play this next bit of audio and it's it's like 3 minutes long but this is audio from from CNN from 2018 it was from the same report with Barbara Starr. Um Rear Admiral John Kirby. Um he goes through a timeline of what had, has been happening in Russia in the last in the waning months of 2018. 
and a warning for 2019. And, and he basically, you know, I know it's it, we, we like to joke about it, but all this was very prescient as to where we are today with this fucking treaty. So listen, listen to this. This is this is phenomenal. It's called the avant-garde mi- missile system, and it's called a system because what we're really talking about here is a hypersonic glider that you put on top of an ICBM to launch it into space and then get it closer to your target. It flies about 20 times the speed of sound. Some estimates have it up at Mach 27, incredibly fast, can carry a nuclear warhead. And the real scary thing about this is that as it closes in on its target, it can independently zig and zag to avoid missile defenses. Uh, the Pentagon, for their part, they are still working on hypersonic systems of our own, but it doesn't look like we're going to have a hypersonic system in development, or at least in the field, for at least two to four years from now. So the Russians are ahead of us on this. The other problem with this missile system is that our radar systems, according to the acting Secretary of Defense, Patrick Shanahan, are not strong enough, not capable enough, of detecting it far enough away because of the speed. So this is a real worry, uh, and it's got the Pentagon planners, I sh- I'm sure, working very, very hard. There's another system, an underwater system that the Russians are working on and that Putin has been bragging about. It's called the Poseidon. It is a nuclear powered, that's right, it's a torpedo with a nuclear reactor in it that can also carry carry nuclear warheads. Uh, It is very long range, up to about 6,000 miles. It can... Just want to remind everybody, nobody's been harder on Putin than Trump. It can travel at at depths of up to 3,000 feet, uh, and it's very fast. Somewhere, the estimates are between 55 and 100 knots, 55 to 100 miles an hour underwater. The idea for this weapon is to go after large ships like aircraft carriers or shore installations. And again, this is not a system for which we have adequate defenses right now. Very worrisome. This is in testing right now, not in the fleet, not as far along as the Avon. Guard. Now look, the Russians have also been doing a lot of military buildup uh, and uh, increasing their capabilities throughout the whole year. Back in March, they tested a new inter- intercontinental ballistic missile called the Satan II, which can carry up to 26 independently ah. targeted warheads, re- re-entry vehicles, if you will. Ten- the Satan II. Again, nobody's I, been, I nobody's been harder. Right. Okay. The Satan II. And again, nobody's Jesus. been harder on Russia than Trump. And of them of a large size. In September, back in the fall, they did war games with China. Now, these war games in the East have typically been done to deter China. They've been about making sure China knew not to mess with Russia. This this year, they worked with with China to send a message to the West and to the United States in particular. Back in October, of course, they've now Using satellite imagery, we've been able to tell they've been upgrading military installations in Kaliningrad on the Baltic Sea, right on the doorstep of NATO. And then in November, they tested a satellite system called the Nesting Doll. Now, what's really interesting about this is not so much the actual satellite itself, but the little satellite that comes out that it, that it puts in, into space outside of it. Now, the Russians will tell you this is about being able to work on satellites, that this little, this little guy is sure. meant to go fix and repair uh, other satellites that they have in orbit, but the Pentagon is worried that what it could be is actually a targeting mechanism to go after Western satellites, either with lasers or even maybe even to crash into them. So the Russians have been very busy this year. This is going to be certainly on the plate of Pentagon planners and the new Secretary of Defense, whoever that ends up being, uh, well into 2019. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I I really felt like starting with a feel-good story tonight, everybody. Ah, yes, yes. 
I might get nuked tonight. Satan oh, 2 okay. electric boogaloo. Nuclear boogaloo. No, what's, what's really, I mean, honest to God, I, I, at least three times a week when Bob and I get up and we're having coffee and we're like, hi, dear. Hi, dear. We talk about things that are in the morning, you know, news cycle. Mm-hmm. And I, I often say, it is amazing that we have not been attacked yet. Yeah. I do want and to I'm pause. Just talking, I, I, I'm just talking about you know yeah. the terrorists. I, I want to pause. Russia I want to pause. Fucking yeah. scary. I want to pause real quick on on the doom and gloom for one second because Francie wants wanted uh, a little bit of shout out in 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 love from us because she she's uh she has something she's going to do tomorrow and she wants all of us to be behind her and um you know uh, no need to mention anything on air but you know she's. Uh, she wants our love and support. So do it. Give Francie a hug in the chat room and say lots of nice things about it. And oh tell God. her she's, she's pretty and she's nice and she's smart and we love her. And, um, and she's one of the strongest. I do love, I do love she's Francie. She's one of the strongest people I know. And I know she's going to do awesome tomorrow. So, uh, we love you, Francie. And, uh, Oh my God. Yes. You're the best. Yes. What, what he said, Francie. You're simply the best. Sorry. <laughs> I, I can tell you, Francie gives the most amazing hugs. I I bet I would I would put my, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that. So, so. but I I but you know I I wanted to take a quick pause just so we could uh, uh, you know uh, because she said no no more hiding under the desks. <laughs> so yeah, seriously, uh, God damn it! Yeah, this is. Uh, you know, this is a uh, you know, but and now well, we do have a name for the show now. Satan Two Nuclear Boogaloo is what it's going to be called. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, but you know, don't worry, don't worry, evangelicals, Christians, they're all Christians in Russia. That's why they name weapons Satan Two. <laughs> They're all really good Christians, and and they wanted they just want to you know they want to lock up them gays for their propaganda. That's why you love them so much. And Fat Donnie, oh, he's so tough on Russia. He's so tough. He's he's done so much. Oh my God, he 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 didn't kiss Putin on both ass cheeks the last time he saw him. He only kissed him on one, but it was for like twenty minutes, and there was tongue. Um, I I think he put the tongue right up the middle, <laughs> right down the line. So <laughs> uh, that was so disgusting. Hey, Donnie, I've been saving Sometimes this for I you. Oh, there you go, Donnie. You like the way that smells? I got a little extra something, Donnie. That's borscht <laughs> with extra garlic. Uh, so. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. So. So yeah, this is you know just all this nonsense, all these lies, all this uh, this uh, you know, and and Trump called. You should be so fucking proud of yourself. You you should be so proud. Oh, her emails, her emails, her emails. That's that sick bastard that you elected told you he telegraphed all of this stuff. He's been doing it forever. He said, "I have a relationship." I don't have a relationship. He said, I have no dealings in Russia. We knew he had dealings in Russia. There was the fucking Miss America thing. I'm sorry, not Miss America. Some beauty pageant thing. 
So Miss Universe or Miss whatever. Universe. I don't Miss Universe. Yeah, Miss America wouldn't be in Russia. Uh, unless, well, Miss if Trump is still president, knows? you know. <laughs> uh, Who knows this... at this point? I mean, you know, I, I am just struck every now and then, and I, I genuinely mean this, every now and then I sit back and I'm struck by the fact that there is nothing that Donald Trump has done that is really in service of the United States of America. Yeah. Nothing. So all those stories about him, you know, potentially being an agent, those quote-unquote conspiracy theories about him being a Russian asset, uh, they're really not conspiracy theories because if, if he's just doing it out of the goodness of his heart or whatever, um, he, he's still he, he's doing it. No matter what, whatever reason he has for doing what he's doing, to pander to Putin and pander to Russia, he's doing it. Whatever the reason, if it's just that he's stupid, if it's that you know he truly is uh, you know compromised and, and they have compromise on him, or if if he just thinks you know what, once I'm done being president and I run roughshod over this country, I'm gonna go be one of those real billionaire oligarchs over in Russia when I'm done. I'm gonna hang out with Steven Seagal and Jolyn Turner. Um, sorry, yeah. if you don't know who Jolyn Turner is, he's he's a he's the third singer of Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, a real cheeseball oh. who wears a wig. And uh, he he sings praise about Putin all the time. Um, so not a lot of American go. celebrities. Just go yeah. now, honestly. Yeah. Go. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop. Stop! Him. Don't come back. Because they're really. I I can't even stress this enough. There is nothing that he does that is in in service to mm-hmm. the citizens of the United States. But these, Nothing. Yeah. In, in the uh, these Russian, uh, you know, I, I'm really kind of disgusted. I didn't hear anything about the 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 Russian chi- Chinese war games that were going on. You know? Yeah. I heard nothing about that. I knew uh, I, I'd seen peripherally some of the weapons development things. And, you know, and again, we had so much schadenfreude stuff going on at the time and you know i'd say it it's it, some of this stuff is kind of a distraction from really what is going on and really what's going on is quite terrifying you know well yeah i mean i, I i've said this from year for years before he even got elected i remember saying on this show we and and things have actually changed but we need to have, we have diplomatic relations with Russia, but they're not our ally. Mm-hmm. And uh, honest to God, Trump is acting like Russia is our ally. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just, I really think that if you wanted to put a pin on on this and show that Trump has zero interest, zero interest in anything that's going on, in, in uh, you know, with zero interest in 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 trying to get Russia to stop doing what they're doing, all you have to do is go back to that conversation that he had about leaving the the treaty, where he wouldn't even mention Putin or Russia's name. And that was Pompeo, right? Uh, Pompeo discussed it, but there was Trump audio in there. In the Barbara Star one, where Trump uh, oh. wouldn't mention the name. Let, let's get let's hear that one more time. Um, 
U.S. defense officials say It'll be this is second. the real deal. Russia test-firing its new high-speed hypersonic missile, a missile that the U.S. military currently cannot defend against. Russian President Vladimir Putin pulling no punches on Wait. his intent. The new avant-garde. No, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. It's the NBC clip. Yeah, it's a, the Kelly O'Donnell clip here. The president basking in Florida sun and celebrity today, playing golf with Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods, as Russia's Vladimir Putin played chess, reminiscent of the Cold War. We are suspending it, said Putin. Today, Putin defying a new U.S. demand that Russia comply with the Intermediate-Range Nuclear Missile Treaty, known as the INF. Signed back in 1987 by President Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev. Friday, Secretary of State Pompeo said the U.S. would withdraw in six months unless Russia removed missiles near European borders. The United States stands ready to engage with Russia on arms control negotiations. President Trump said a new deal should include other countries like China and India. Despite the spotlight over the Trump-Putin relationship, the president did not call out Russia directly when asked why the U.S. would leave the treaty. One side has not been adhering to it. We have, but one side hasn't. Okay, so as we have, as we have, as we as Russia in that. <laughs> I'm glad that you replayed that. I'm, I was yeah. distracted. I should have clipped it show. out, but no, it's it's okay. But So basically what it is is that Russia said, um, we're leaving, and the United States said, yeah, you guys aren't following the rule of the treaty, so okay, goodbye. We'll leave, too. Well, no, you. Yeah. Uh, we, we said we were going to leave if they didn't follow the rules, and then they were like, okay, we're done, too. You're done, yeah, we're done. This is so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is really just doing Russia's work. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's, Yay, it's... we have a Putin puppet in the oh, White yeah. House. Yeah, and, and I think and... that Hillary Clinton told us about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, I th- I'm fairly certain she did, but Rain, her emails. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Jesus. So, everybody. And she still remains the one person whose server hasn't been hacked. Them, uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, everybody, those uh, those Jim Baker food buckets are looking better and better every day. <laughs> uh, I should, I, I, I fucked up. I should have had him put a bunker in instead of a garage last year. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, um, that's all right. I'll just line it with, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll probably change the subject, but we're going to follow up on this because it's uh, it's breathtakingly frightening. Uh, yeah, so it, it it's really unnerving. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we have a special song of love and outreach from our good friend Macaroni for uh, Trump and Putin. I think you all know what it is. Uh, but we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn up the night. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful.
play when you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work this is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive-thru when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too Or some of you might say suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. 
We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Ending Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! What a worth it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And uh, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms, Blog Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Hi. Can I just take a moment to say that um, had he lived, today would have been Trayvon Martin's 24th birthday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I just I feel like we should mention that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you for, for doing so. I did not know that. Um, and uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. Welcome back. Or maybe it might be a nuclear city one of these days. Uh, we're close oh. enough to the coast. Yeah. Yeah. So. You and me both, brother. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, and also, oh, I, I got a quick funny story uh, I want to tell everybody. Um, one of my coworkers, she got a tattoo of, of uh, her her late pup on her arm, which was nice. You know, I, I don't, I, I have no no qualms. I'm not a big tattoo person, but you know, I, it's like I just don't have them. You know. I'm not judging anybody. I got tons of friends with tattoos. Not not an issue. Family members as well. Um, and she was out talking to uh, another one of my coworkers, and she was she also was like, "Yeah, I got a tattoo here. I got a tattoo there. Whatever." And I looked at them both, and I said, "I have a giant teddy bear uh, on my back." <laughs> and they looked, and they were like, "Oh, 
wow, that's, yeah, okay. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and they were so, like, it was so funny because they were just so diplomatic and and, and funny about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they were just like, they were just like, oh, yeah, you know, just not thinking, oh, what the fuck does this big dude have a giant teddy bear tattoo on his back for? And, you know, it, their reaction was just priceless, like, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I was gonna take it further. I was gonna, but I just was like, no, you know. I, but I should have been like, yeah, it's got a big bow around its neck, and it's holding a little baby chick. It's full color, um, <laughs> and it has a big banner on it that says Teddy. It's about my teddy bear. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> that's pretty badass. I'm gonna. I want to get the tattoo now. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, I've anyway. never gotten a tattoo because I really can't make that kind of commitment. No. And I, I don't like needles that much. I'm okay with medication and stuff like that. That's fine. I prefer not to, I don't like, you know, I'll, I'll donate blood. And actually it turns out, I, I found out my mom told me I'm typo negative, so I should be given blood like every two weeks. Um, no, you can't get blood every two weeks. That's silly. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm uh, both my parents are type O, so that means I'm more than likely type O. I'm gonna have to ask my my doctor the next time I'm in, uh, oh. so I can start donating universal blood type. So, uh, so yeah, but I don't have any tattoos. Um, but yeah, but yeah, they, the look on their face was like, oh, that's great. In their minds, it was like, what the hell? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, that was, that was my fun little story. All right. Let's see what we're going to talk about. Um, oh, Heather says teddy bears are better looking than Dick Nixon. Ain't that right, sister? So anything is better looking than Dick Nixon, <laughs> especially on Amen. Roger Stone's, uh, liver spotted ass. Oh, so, oh, goodness gracious! Yeah. Goodness. Oh my! Zippy the pinhead wants his look back, freak. Um. So, uh. All right. So let's get into uh, Donald Trump's uh, foreign policy ignorance here. Uh. Th this is this is on the heels of, and we'll talk about it later. Uh. Mister Leisure Time, Leisure Time, White House. That's funny because we I don't know if you if you have those commercials in your area, but there's like um, we have this low. I think it's a local commercial for Leisure Time Warehouse. So I should change that. I should get that that commercial jingle and change it to Leisure Time White House. That's for a, executive time. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Executive time. Executive time. What else? Leisure time works. Sounds better. Um, but but do, it is. Do it, you, you think know, that leisure executive... time or executive time involves. No, Gasoline please, 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 please stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Um, uh, no. I'm sorry. I kind of love that I get to gross out men. No, no, I can't prove it. You've got to believe me. Believe me. Take it off the air now, please. You've got to at least. I'm waiting for the stop it. There's a stop it part to this. Interruption. Um, go ahead. What were you saying? <laughs> I just, I don't know. The butter, Vaseline, mm -hmm. tanning oil. Oh, no, no. 
That's it's not good. You gotta just stop it. I'm done. I'll, I'll stop. I'll it's stop. just French French fry grease. No. Oh jeez. McDonald's grease. Mm-hmm. KFC. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We've gone too far. We've gone too far. We gotta. No. I heard that when it cools off, it's a nice gelatin, and then you can warm it up slowly. Well, I gotta say, he Jesus, has a lot of cat. Disgusting. Trump has a lot of Catholic supporters, and I think they'd be disappointed to learn this because every sperm is great. If a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about. Uh, I, I don't male think he's got any sperm left. <laughs> he has mushroom spores. God I, that's, damn it! That's like a puffer true. ball. I don't think he's got sperm. Like a no, dried up. Dried out puffball, just one. And how does he reach down there with his little tiny hands and his belly? Very I- carefully. <laughs> so- <laughs> they have a they have an instrument Ooh. for that. Oh, it's a curve. <laughs> Bay Lewis says it's hamburger grease. <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, now we know why he bought all that stuff. Oh what you started. What you started. Uh, 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 oh man. Uh, I yeah. think he has a sex robot. Go away, Baton! Uh, <laughs> you think uh you think it's a could be a Robots? Robot! Robot! I do. All right. And I think I think it's fueled by you know you know those cars that can the diesels that can be converted biodiesel. Yeah, I think it's a biodiesel robot. Hamburger grease. Hamburger grease. What a fun, sexy time for you. Oh, what a horrible time for the rest of us. It needs to end. It needs to end. <laughs> okay. The cacophony of buzzers. <laughs> Let's get to well, at least Trump's. he doesn't have to worry about Peroni's disease. Oh. Well, it's not long enough. <laughs> it'll just it'll just invert. It can't. It's not long enough to have a curve. No, I'm saying it'll just go back inside. <laughs> it could be a straight ninety degree angle. Wink, Oh my God! Now you're asking. As a matter of fact, that makes sense when he says when the when the immigrants come up into the border, they go straight left. Oh my God! Make Maybe left. that's what he's talking about. Perhaps. Oh. oh my God! All right, let's get to this Brooke Baldwin. Uh, uh, but yeah, you you win the internet today, uh, Bailua. Uh, take anything. <laughs> And your reward take, is the internet. Take any, <laughs> take any uh, large teddy bear tattooed on my back. Um, so, <laughs> or you can have the Roger, the Roger Stone, Richard Nixon tramp stamp if you'd like. Um, you think, you think he uses instead of prophylactics for that mushroom of his, he uses one of those bags you get in the produce department. Maybe actually, I, I do. Maybe a corner and a twist tie. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> a twist tie. And he weighs it on one of those those, okay, those machines they have in the protos. Oh, God. You know, you, you get it. to weigh it, put in, put in the code. <laughs> We're done. We're done. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, so anyway, no more talk about that. Uh, Brooke Baldwin had on uh, John Walcott from Time Magazine. He's a foreign policy uh, reporter. And uh, he has a big kind of blockbuster article out now. Um, this is a longer clip, but I'll, I'll pause it when we get to the real... You think hamburger is funny? Wait for this. John Walcott, he is a foreign policy and national security correspondent for Time, and he just wrote this extraordinary piece uh, for Time where he spoke with a number of high-level intel officials. So, so, John, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome. It's a pleasure, Brooke. So you say that senior intelligence briefers uh, are breaking two years of silence to warn that this president is endangering uh, American security, what, what they say is willful ignorance. Can you, can you explain to me what exactly what they mean by that? Well, I think you saw a good example of that earlier in the interview with Margaret Brennan uh, on Sunday, which is Sunday. that when he's briefed on something uh, that doesn't square with his policy views or his personal views, he simply rejects it and goes his own way. And we've heard that time and time again on Iran. Uh, Syria is a good example. I mean, Ben Wiedemann is making a point the intelligence officials make, which is that mm. the threat of ISIS is not measured in real estate terms. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's a global threat, and they're inspiring other people. And that's not the kind of thing that the president wants to hear. G and so he doesn't hear it. Give us other examples, because you're, you, you pepper your piece with, with notes on everything from Nepal to, to Bhutan to his note about a beach to North Korea. C can you just, for people who haven't read this, give me examples. Oh, I'm sorry everybody hasn't read it. But, they will uh, after they talk oh, to you. Oh, don't be so sensitive. You. Good point. Uh, well, they're a combination of things. Uh, the first one is the president's ignorance, and that, that goes to the point about thinking that Nepal and Bhutan which, incidentally, he also mispronounced as nipple and button, uh, are part of India, which they're not. Wait, seriously? Um, That's seriously. what he said? Seriously. Uh, all right. Let's just soak nipple that all in button. right there. Nipple and button. Which, ironically, were nicknames for his daughters. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm sorry. Huh. I will I will buzz myself in. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, but yeah. Ivanka was nipple. <laughs> Tiffany was button. I don't know. Uh, button's a euphemism for something else. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get out of the incest <laughs> territory. Uh, but uh, thankfully, uh, Adam Hebert was there to uh, provide us this clip from uh, Mike Check Radio, uh, from uh, M Mystery Science Theater 3000. He actually uh, shared this bit of audio with Brooke Baldwin, too. But li listen, uh, this is great. Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my billfold full of Nepalese money. From the land of nipple. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nipple and button. You know, I. I, this, okay. The fact that there are intelligence briefers in the room who basically said Nepal and Bhutan. Did I say that country right? You sure did. Okay. 
they said it correctly too. So he just decided to respond saying nipple and button. And if we're going to go back to his willful ignorance, he was told what how these countries' names are supposed to be pronounced. Sure. Well, yeah, but he probably He's glazes a over. Child. He glazes over, and then they're like, well, what do you think? And then he looks at his notes, or somebody puts something in front of him, and he reads the words poorly, and there you go. So, so yeah, so nipple and button. That's, this is just the, the scratching the surface of the depths of his ignorance. Um, or, Are or and interest. Button kind of a satire group of diamond and silk. Dilk. <laughs> Dilk. Dilk. What would uh, <laughs> nipple and button would be? Would be nothing. <laughs> uh, and diamond and silk uh, they quite frankly are nothing um you know not to real people not to not to smart decent people uh but uh but yeah so uh so getting back uh, you know uh, again uh, this uh john uh walcott just you know it, it's just the the tip of the tip of the ignorant iceberg the second is a lack of curiosity uh, about the world, which is different from other presidents. There are other presidents who've come into office, President Obama's one, uh, with not a lot of experience in foreign affairs. But this president has very little curiosity. So when he was briefed on the little uh, Indian Ocean atoll of Diego Garcia, which is the home to a very important military installation, uh, in preparation for a meeting with Prime Minister May of Great Britain, he only had two questions. The first one was, are the people there nice? And the ah. second one was, are the beaches good? Oh, my God. And that prompted oh, one of the okay. people uh, familiar with the briefing to, to say that he was acting more like a real estate developer uh, than like a president concerned about the security implications. So this is this president, and you write that for now. Intelligence briefers are, are heartened by what we all listen to, you know, the intel chiefs up on Capitol Hill laying out the facts. But despite Trump's ire, I mean, what are the consequences if these intelligence officials with whom you've, you've been speaking in confidence actually stop laying out the facts for this president, which is something you pose at the very end? Well, there, there are two dangers, uh, I think. The first one is that he will make decisions based Only two? not on real information, but on his own instincts which are not always good. Uh, two things that concern people in that connection are, are, are that he wants a deal with North Korea so badly that at his summit that's upcoming with uh, Kim Jong-un, he may agree to a bad deal uh, that looks good on paper, but that really has no enforcement mechanism. The second immediate concern is a trade deal with China and what might happen at a, another summit with Xi Jinping where, as one official put it just this morning to me, that maybe billions for soybeans, but not a cent for cybersecurity, uh, that he want to deal with yep. that looks good in numbers. But the real underlying concern is what might happen if the nation is suddenly hit with a real national security crisis out of the blue, a cyber attack on the financial network, cyber attack on the electric grid. Uh, how will the president respond? Will he stop and listen and think about that response first? Or will, again, he simply act on instinct? 
to point Tony Blinken made in the, the New York Times piece uh, last week. We're going to talk to him around the corner. I'm going to ask him about uh, about all of your points. John Walcott, I can hear everyone clicking on time.com right now <laughs> to read every single word of yours. Thank you so much. Uh, it's really great having you on. Nipple and button, huh? Nipple and button. Yeah. Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my bill full, full of Nepalese money. From the land of nipple. <sighs> One thing they didn't talk about in that article, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the country. Or no, actually, they were talking about the, the Navy base. I think it was the Navy base in that article. But in order to try to impress about how big the Navy base was, they had to literally create a, a, a model of the Statue of Liberty. And because he's from New York and he knows the Statue of Liberty, they created the Statue of Liberty to say, look, here's the Statue of Liberty and here's how big the base is. We're making artwork. We're doing arts and crafts to get him this to pay is, attention to, wow. to foreign policy. This is so dangerous, guys. I mean, I'm more than happy to joke all the time, but that Times article was really, really very bothersome. Oh no, no. I'm I'm, you know, uh, you know, yeah, nipple and button is funny, but the the overall context of where this comes from, again, terrifying shit. I mean, it comes down to what they said, I think it was in that clip, and what I've read time and time again is that he does not believe anything that does not fit into his world view. Yeah. That is insane. That really is not sane. No, I mean, I, it'd be like, I look, I I want to have um, a huge leather couch in my room, and people say, well, you don't have room for it, and I'd be like, well, I don't believe you. I mean, I, I don't know how to prove this, it. This is this is crazy. Yeah, he doesn't believe anything that doesn't fit what. He wants the world to be. That's- and he, yeah, and he doesn't understand. Um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, oh well, we got to draw you a picture here. Let's draw you a picture. Let's build you a model. You know, we're building models of the fucking Statue of Liberty. You know, let's get at the and Legos. And then he doesn't believe it. <sighs> All I gotta say is, d- don't even get Legos for Trump. Get him, get him value blocks. He's not worth Legos. That's oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, I, I get. I guess I get really pissed off because that's when I go to the point of, "Hello, Republicans, you're in charge of the Senate. You see this craziness. We're living this craziness. Uh, when are you going to do something? He is Never. not. He's he's just not." If it if it means losing power, if it means losing any an iota of power, Republican senators aren't going to move a fucking muscle against this asshole in the White House. Ah, caramba, ay caramba. Yeah. No. So no, they won't. That New York Times article. I I'll find a link. I don't know if we put. Do we put it in the chat? Uh, I did not. No, I didn't put any links right, in there. I'm going to oh, go uh, find it. Everybody should read it. It's it's so yeah. disturbing. Well, this one, this this one that this guy wrote is just is from Time. 
So time. I'm yeah, sorry. It's uh, Did I say New York Times. Walcott. I apologize. Walk John John Walcott. Yeah, John Walcott is his name. Um. So yeah. So big fun. <sighs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a scary time. So, so you, uh, think, you, th- hmm? you think when they arrest him, they're gonna have to bring in a model of a jail? <laughs> oh, maybe. I'll give you a rim shot for that. To demonstrate. Sounds reasonable to me. So, yeah, I think. Anyway, all right. Well, it is uh, once again. It is that time. Time flies when you're uh, talking about the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> uh, Literally. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm organizing speed. My apologies. I'm organizing stuff as I do the show tonight, just because I I feel I'm I'm fidgety. So if I if you hear you know I'm getting recycling together and stuff, I've got you know some overdue uh, uh, stuff I got to take care of. But um, you know just being anal because I like keeping my office nice and tidy. So anywho, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, run to the break. When we come back, um, we'll talk about leisure time, leisure time, White House. You think you golfed a lot. Wait till you hear about how much you watch the TV. Uh, I'm sure everybody's already heard. This is huge. So anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. I bring you a message. A message few of you will be able to believe. A message of great importance. A message I alone was able to read in the fires of the universe. But be not afraid, my friends. I also bring you the means with which to turn up the night with Kenny Pink. Remember that. Bring your friends here. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it. It's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Fuck! 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 Oh! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the uh, Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Radio for Humans. Two of my fellow humans are joining me tonight, Mr. Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. I'm back. Excellent. And Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to you as well. Hello. Howdy. And I have a little yeah. tiny story to tell you. Oh, okay. So yesterday, as you all know, I live around the corner from a middle school. And um, a couple of the kids, they like to stop by and say hi to the dogs. And I come out and say hi to the kids. And those kids yesterday decided to inform me that they had the sex ed talk at school. Oh, my. Yeah. Now, we could talk about more about this later, but it was a 20-minute conversation of me trying to say all the right things. Oh, well, good, good. And and the young man was really traumatized by the comic book showing all the lady parts. And the girls were said to me, why did they have to show us penises? Oh, now see, you, you, I, I got roped into that one, and I was ill prepared. And don't say penis in this house. I didn't say that to them. The best thing I could say to them was, "Lady parts and penises are science." Don't say penis in this house. I, I tried that line once. It didn't work. Well, <laughs> God damn it! I'm not a parent. Let's I play barely a game. know these kids. I've only lived here a few months. Yeah, the, don't try that line in a pickup bar. No. <laughs> Penis and lady parts are science. They were, they were 10 and 11 years old. Wow. Oh, well, okay. It, it, it's good that they're learning so, so early, you know, because... Yeah, yeah you know. I guess. Yeah, no, it I is sh- good. It, it really is good, good that they're learning so early. What I don't understand is why they felt so comfortable... Just talking about this with the lady who just moved into the neighborhood in September. <laughs> well, maybe they're looking at it as I just kind I of a, you know, maybe they're like, I well, just, an, ad- an adult taught us, so this is thing. This I, is well, yeah, thing. I hope I did a good job. I also told them, look, when you tell your parents about this conversation... <laughs> <laughs> Tell them not to send the FBI to my house. <laughs> you be sure to remind them that I did not initiate it. I did tell them yeah. that. That's what they all say. I really did tell them <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's what they all and, say. How close yeah, to a school I, do so, you live? I, what's that? How close to a school do you live now? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> around the corner. Having trouble answering that question, weren't you? Don't get used I, to God it. Damn it! Don't don't. <laughs> I, I'm really hoping I did the right thing. I really you hope did. I did the right uh-huh. thing. You I did. didn't want to lie to the kids. I didn't mm-hmm. want to make it go into. Oh, I'm only giving you like the Reader's Digest version. Yeah. So why did they choose you to talk about? I don't know. I I swear to God, I don't know. Do you look like the the black sex lady or something? No. No! No! <laughs> like, oh my! Oh, oh my that's, God! There's the girl. There's there's the woman I talked to. I swear to God, it was a set of twins, a boy and a girl, and their friend. And they were like, "Why? Why did we have to do this? And why did they separate us?" And I was like, I literally said to all of them, 
did you all want to be in the same room talking about all this stuff? And the two girls were like, no, I didn't want to be with the boys. And the one boy was like, I didn't want to be with the girls. And I was like, well, that's why they separated you. You know what? You should have talked to him about. Nipple and button, huh? Nipple and button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take your button over there and you put your nipple. Yeah. Never mind. You could have you could have talked to him about the uh, wang doodle as well. So <laughs> no, I wasn't going to talk to him about the wang doodle. But the the young boy was like, I didn't want to see penises. I was like, okay, don't well, say well penis then don't. In this house. <laughs> then don't look down in the shower, little boy. On the other that hand, <laughs> I think it was kind of nice that they were teaching this stuff to the kids. Yeah, I I, 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 I do. <clears throat> it's beats really abstinence only. With it. it beats abstinence well, I, only, and it beats you know unwanted pregnancies. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. honest to God, yes, all of that, yes. And I just I was in a position where I didn't want to lie to them, uh, and the best I could say was, you know, when you get the butterflies in your stomach because you see somebody that you really like, just understand, sex is science; it's biology. So pay real close attention. Yeah. Oh, well, so that was my day yesterday. Well, that's that's cool. That's cool. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Um, you might but, get arrested, but that's all right. Jesus, Joe. <laughs> She's not getting arrested. <laughs> not getting all arrested. Right. Probably, probably not. Most likely. They came to pet the dogs first. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, they were probably just excited because it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. Can you believe they did that? You know, I I actually think that was the case. Now, yeah. now that you mention that, I'm pretty it's sure it happened at the end of school. It's like, whew. oh, my God, they told us about this and they don't I, they I don't think it's they don't think it's inappropriate. They're just like, you're a nice lady with nice dogs. And they were just like <laughs> crazy, right? You know, that's <laughs> yeah, it. that's what happened. I called my sister to tell her about it, and she was like, "Oh, it's about time you had to have that talk." And I was like, "Girl, I don't have children." She's like, "Oh, I know, but you couldn't escape the talk either." Ha ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's wicked. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get to the the Trump on uh, Trump clip that I have here on uh, Executive Time. This is Chris Cuomo breaking it down for everybody. One of the most common comments I get is that, man, this president seems consumed with watching writing media and being on Twitter all the time. And you know what? His schedule gives you guys some basis for your complaints. There's another leak from the White House that gives us another insight. According to three months of leaked White House schedules, about 60% of President Trump's time is so-called executive time, a phrase that reportedly covers time for tweeting, phoning friends, and watching TV. Understandably, Sarah Sanders says this is just the president being creative, that he's simply (laughs) a different kind of president. Nobody's going to argue with that. But for comparison, take a look at this. No, no, no. I'm going to argue he's not creative at all. He's not creative. He's a different kind of, and I hate to say it, he's not a president. That's that's what kind of different kind of president he is, is that he's not one. But the man is not creative. He is he is one of the most uninventive, stump-dumb morons in the world. I mean, if you want to say he's creative because he lies, you can. But, you know, anybody can do that. And he doesn't even do it well. So, continuing. This is FDR's daily schedule from back in the day. Take a look at this. And how much booking there was from 9 o'clock in the morning or so until 11.30 at night. Why? 
Because the president's got like the hardest job in the world. And you'll certainly hear that from those who have done it. Take a listen. It's a hard job and uh, it's difficult. You know, nothing truly prepares you for the demands of the Oval Office. You can read about it, you can study it, but until you've sat at that desk, you don't know what it's like to manage a global crisis. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine the stress and the strain. That's why these men, almost without exception, either prepare like crazy or have people around them who are as prepared as they possibly can be. So as this current president prepares to address you tomorrow night about promises kept, I would remind you that he promised you more and better. He told you he knows how to get things done. Listen. I promise you that I will work so hard we're going to get it turned around. I just want to stay in the White House and work my ass off. I'm going to be working for you. Yeah. He doubled down when he suggested that he'd never go golfing the way that Obama did. He may have even said never at all. And then he remember did. what he said about Hillary Clinton and stamina. Look, we know those were BS arguments when he made them. They were just cheap politics, but they worked at the time. But now that we see his schedule, it seems that the resolute desk, you know what we call this? It's more of a prop for photo ops than anything else, according to the schedule. 60% executive time goes to what has become a disturbing trend with this president, an apparent unwillingness for the difficulties of the job he was elected to do. So when you hear him about wandering out of a key policy meeting with the Speaker of the House, um, seeing his own intel chiefs say publicly that he's misinformed on global threats, when important parts of his job, like making sure the government is properly staffed, you know, they still have a ton of jobs outstanding, right? You have to ask, Who's doing the job of the president? Oftentimes, we know the answers. You remember when the military decided to drop the mother of all bombs, the Moab, in Afghanistan? Who made the decision? Not people who were elected to do it. So, it is good that someone leaked this because you deserve to know how much of the president's time is about you versus him. When you see giant holes in his schedule and tons of executive time, which, by the way, is officially what I'm going to call fight training and fishing from now on. I used to call it me time. Now it's executive time. Back to what matters. You look at the schedule. You look at no log of who is coming and going at the White House. No reports of his conversations with foreign leaders. You need to know what the president does. It'll give you insight into why he does what he does. Remember, the president works for you. Not this one, because he ain't a president. No. No. That's it. So I appreciate Cuomo's lip service on the subject, but there's a good answer, you know, easy answer for all that. Who's who's doing the job of the president? Nobody. And that's that's why it goes back to what I said earlier. We are really lucky that nothing really bad has happened to us as a nation mm-hmm. because we don't have leadership. And and for anybody who used to say the job of the president is just ceremonial and that it doesn't really matter, I say, fuck you. And I mean mm-hmm. that seriously, because we are really lucky. We are really lucky that this nation isn't in more of a crisis than it already is, because this man has spent 60% of the past three months not being president that's stunning it is don't you think i mean 
just to put it into perspective, that's really amazing. We used to joke about, you know, Bush going to, to, to his ranch in Texas, but he had a traveling White House. The Situation Room followed him. Yes. Well, Trump has a traveling mushroom. Oh. I know, but I, I'm, I get worried. I get deeply, deeply concerned, especially when you know the first part of the show was about what Russia's doing, and we're finding out that Trump literally is maybe there forty percent of the time. Maybe. Yeah. This is the most powerful person. This is the most powerful office in the world, and we have a guy occupying that office who is only there maybe 40% of the time and when he is there 40% of the time he's willfully ignoring uh, you know intelligence briefings he's eating he's sleeping he's watching tv who's running this country yeah basically he's a teenager uh (sighs) I know teenagers who are more active than that me too Uh, honestly me too I know what you're getting at, Joe, though, but... He's, he's laying around, he's, he's sleeping. This, this is... T- no, teenagers, at least, when their parents tell them, do your homework, most of them do their homework. Yeah. He's got people around him telling him, do your homework, and he's like, I don't want to do my homework. Yeah, and then he points at kids who are mowing the grass. Yes. <laughs> this is This is really bothersome. Well, are we surprised? I mean, really, are we surprised? When on election night, we were shocked, and it's worse than we thought. I'm not surprised so much as I am really concerned because he's gotten rid of people who I don't agree with, but he's gotten rid of John Kelly, Mattis. There's a whole bunch of people that he got rid of who we were told were the ones who could kind of wrangle him and get Mm -hmm. him to do the right thing. But right now, he doesn't have anybody around him that will get him to do the right thing. And and a whole bunch of the people around him are just acting. In other words, you know, an acting, you know, uh, chief of staff. Brings just me to acting. the question, who's the designated survivor tonight? And are they acting? I don't know. I mean, this is really bothersome. Does the designated survivor have is- to be a confirmed cabinet appointee? It should be. be, or is it Matt, or is it Matt, the Schmat over at the Justice Department? Whitaker. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I well, feel if I like don't see him in the audience, I'm going to think he's the uh, designated survivor. Oh God! I just I feel like our our country right now, and I am usually pretty hopeful. I'm not, I, I don't, I hope I have, in all the years I've done the show with you guys, I haven't come across as a Debbie Downer. I no, think, no, no, you've, all, you've always been an optimist, you know. We, we, we you know, we disagree have, on certain things, but, you know, we, we've all pretty much had moments where we're like, yay or nay on, you know, one thing, but, you know, no, I've never considered you a Debbie Downer. Our, our nation is just a ship out there without a rudder. Yeah. And I feel like right now we're just lucky. We've just been really lucky. I concur. And that's not comforting to say. I concur. Because I'll say this. I'll disagree with you a little bit. Um, The country is 
just about as bad as I thought it was going to be. I really thought we would have been hit with a terrorist attack or something um, with him there, you know, on American soil. But um, well, but that's if you ignore all the right wing terrorists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I'm talking like a, a. I guess I mean a large scale. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah I mean, no, tons of right wing uh, terrorists. But yeah, look at me adopting their lingo. Um, <laughs> so I know what you're saying. I do. But yeah, so I, uh, I, I think it's only a little better than I thought it was going to be. You know, only a little. Yeah. But well, this is a really happy Tuesday night. It is. It's great. Look at the joy we're exuding. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling much better now. Let's see. I might get nuked. <laughs> and we're a rudderless ship. And and Sandy and Derwood says the designated si- survivor is Sonny Purdue. Oh, no. Oh, my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. Of I the, lived of in, the, wait, it could have been I worse. I lived in Atlanta when he was the governor. Of no. the chicken Purdue's? Of the chicken Purdue's? I don't know if I don't think he's the chicken produce, but he is the agricultural secretary. He's the designated survivor. Oh yes. my god! Ooh, well, oh. it could have been Campbell Soup. You, you know what this is? <laughs> I'm the designated survivor, Soup and lover. I have ten cases of Campbell Soup in case I can't get out of the bunker. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Um, and and again, oh, Sandy is away. right. We we did suffer terror attacks. <laughs> that's, that's his that's his undisclosed location, a Seven Eleven in Washington. Oh no no no! Oh, you know, I, I mean, yeah, Sandy, you're right. Uh, you know, but that was that was before he was in the White House. Yes, that was that was absolutely a, a, a cyber terrorist attack. You know, um, you know, I, I'm just like I said, I I kind of fell into their lingo there for a moment. Because there have been plenty of terror attacks, but yes, that the attack from attack from a hostile foreign power that interfered with our elections, you know, again before he was in the White House, but you know, uh, but they're still, yeah, they're and they're still trying to do a number on us. So anyway, yep. So anyway. Um, well, this is this is really, really a fun show. It's so happy and light. I know, isn't it great? Hey, so. hey. <laughs> uh, it, it, well, it'll it'll lighten up here a little bit because we had some Schadenfreude uh, to share with everybody. Um, because let's not forget, I, you know, I, I had to laugh. I saw this article today, and it said the seven big Trump investigations to look out for. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, what? the seven big oh Trump God. investigations to look out for. Because, you know, there's more than seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other ones are just little small the minor, ones. The minor ones only carry like six to six to months to a year. My God. Oh my God. The, the seven, seven the big, big ones to keep just keep an eye out for there, guys. Yeah, you, you gotta wonder whoever wrote that article. I'm gonna have to look up who wrote that article uh, because I saw that. Uh, you know, I think I found it by looking, doing a, a news search for Trump Russia. Let me let me see if that still pops up. Uh so all right, news. 
Um, I mean, am I the only one who longs for the days when we have the fake Benghazi investigations? Washington Post. The big, se- the the seven big investigations of Trump explained <laughs> by uh, Aaron Blake. So, in the inaugural committee is being is, is the newest. That's a big one. The Trump campaign. Uh, Trump himself obstruction of justice. Trump himself campaign finance violations. Trump organization. Trump foundation. Trump university. Oh, we know that what their motto Trump is. Trump University. Go pricks. Pricks. And there yeah. we go. So so those are the big seven right there. Was that and was that seven? Each one, one of those. Each one of those. I hate doing this. I really hate doing this, but each mm-hmm. one of those. If it were Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or Jimmy Carter, impeachment. Oh yeah. They 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 uh, the the right wing would shart so hard there'd be filthy panties lying in the streets. Yes, so. and the shards would be so hard that they would probably bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? I think they'd be uh, uh, even harder shards than that. I think it would be this one. I hate to revisit this, everybody, but you know. <laughs> Oh, that came out of my penis. Don't say penis in this house. Yep. That's it. I mean, these are legitimately reasons to impeach any president. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't that the truth? And, and sadly, because you know, we didn't we didn't go full impeachment with Nixon. Because with Nixon, it was like, oh, we need to let the nation heal. The nation never really healed. And Joe, you could probably speak to this. The nation did not heal. And since then, with Reagan and Iran-Contra and and Bush, and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we could talk about with Bush, where he, I still feel he should have been impeached. And now we have something that's even worse than those two dudes. And we're, we're nattering about being like, oh, we really need to investigate this stuff even more. I need the House of Representatives to start really looking into this. Really looking into this. Like higher. F- All right, I know. I know that. Um, oh, what's his name? Head of the ju- Judiciary Committee has hired a whole bunch of lawyers to start investigating it. But we need more of it. This is filthy. It's dirty, and I'm really tired. Of, of people pretending like we don't know what we see in front of us. Yeah. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The entire inauguration committee was subpoenaed today. Yeah. Well, All we'll of get, it. Every we'll get, one of them. We'll get to that. I got some audio for that uh, later. Sorry. I, uh, no, I'm it's all right. Just, uh, I am full of spitting vinegar today. I am too. Uh, pissing vinegar, no less. Um, okay. Mm. That sounds better. All right, let's go ahead and go to the break. Uh, When we come back, we'll get into name-calling. We'll see if somebody wants to do reverse call-in. So here we go. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. (laughs) 
It's Tuesday, February 5, 2019. We've seen helicopters that are constantly checking for people who are there trying to pluck them to safety. From hellish heat to unprecedented flooding, Australia hit with extreme weather whiplash. David Bernhardt, acting Secretary of the Interior, will be nominated as Secretary of the Interior. Meet the new Interior boss, even worse than the old Interior boss. Polar Vortex forces nuclear plant to shut down. Plus, Trump administration preparing to bulldoze National Butterfly Sanctuary to make way for his border wall. The Wrecking Crew continues all of that bulldozing and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. You're in the Polar Vortex. How are you going to stay warm? With solar panels? Yes, with solar panels. They work just as well in the cold as they do in the heat. That's why they use them in space, where it's very cold. Jesse Waters of Fox News, you're an idiot. But this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, you just go right ahead because I'm over here fuming about how stupid Jesse Waters is on Fox News. You've got more important things to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Well, first up, Australia is whipsawing in weather whiplash from historic hellish heat waves breaking all-time records over the last few weeks across the entire continent to now grappling with record flooding. The Australian Army evacuated thousands in the city of Townsville in Queensland after it was deluged with more than a year's worth of rain in only nine days. That caused widespread flooding and officials warning folks to stay out of the water due to to crocodiles and snakes in the streets. Literally. January was the hottest month ever recorded in Australia. A preliminary computer model analysis indicates the heat extremes would not have occurred without a climate change kick to the system. Here in the U.S., the extreme cold temperatures brought by the latest breakdown of the polar vortex seriously tested the resilience of the U.S. electric grid, knocking out power in several states. The extreme temperatures also triggered a shutdown of one of two nuclear reactors at a power plant in New Jersey because ice accumulated on the intake screens that filter out debris from the Delaware River, which was crucial to keeping the reactor cool. Too bad they were using nuclear. If they were using solar, they would have all had power. Am I right, Jesse Waters? Utility Dive reports that the plant's shutdown comes literally the day after the utility's CEO asked state regulators to approve nearly a billion dollars in rate hikes and new subsidies to reflect the resiliency of, quote, fuel-secure nuclear electricity generation. (laughs) But not cold-secure, apparently. Nope. Another big ice melt. There's a new massive cavity underneath a major Antarctic glacier that's about two-thirds the size of the island of Manhattan and nearly as tall. That's according to satellite measurements from NASA. Warming ocean waters are eroding the underside of the vulnerable Thwaites Glacier from below. The Thwaites Glacier acts like a doorstop, holding back the rest of the Antarctic ice sheet from flowing faster into the ocean. In the wake of these extremes, if it seems like these climate change impacts are arriving sooner than predicted, you're right, according to Dr. Michael Mann in a BBC interview. When we look at the melting of the ice sheets. Uh, It's happening faster than we predicted. That means that water is going off into the ocean, contributing to sea level rise faster than we expected. The sea ice in the Arctic is warming faster, giving us even more warming in the Arctic because you lose the reflecting 
properties of that sea ice so the oceans can warm even more. Fantastic. In politics, President Trump has announced in a tweet that he has nominated Acting Interior Secretary David Bernhardt to permanently take over the agency after the resignation of scandal-plagued former Secretary Ryan Zinke. Bernhardt lobbied the government for years on behalf of the oil and gas industry. Green groups universally condemned the nomination. In a statement, Earth Justice said, quote, Bernhardt's client roster reads like a who's who of the worst corporate polluters in the United States, from Taylor Energy to Halliburton. The Senate should reject this industry-sponsored hack. So this industry-sponsored hack was an oil lobbyist, and he's now set to run Interior. And over at the EPA, we have a coal lobbyist who is now running that agency. That's right. Bernhard may not be as flashy as Zinke, but he could potentially be more effective. Swamp drained. Finally, the Trump administration is now preparing to bulldoze the National Butterfly Sanctuary in South Texas for construction of Trump's border wall on federally owned land using existing funding approved by Congress last year. Conservationists say the wall will harm numerous species. U.S. Customs and Border Protection maps show the proposed wall will cut through the Butterfly Sanctuary, the Lower Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge, a state park, and a 150-year-old Catholic chapel on the river. The Department of Homeland Security has waived all environmental regulations that could possibly stop construction of a border wall. Can't we just bulldoze the Trump administration? I wish we could. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't stomach, I mean get to, please check out our website at greennews.com. Dot bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. See the dog and This is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Nipple and button, huh? Nipple and button. Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my billfold full of Nepalese money. From the land of nipple. That's right. Got a whole pocket full of Nepalese money. You don't even want to know what it looks like. Anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Raid from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. I got one hand in my nipple and the <laughs> other one holding the button. <laughs> and, of course, okay. Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, sir. That's a position I never tried. But, um, well... I'm just watching the. Uh, it's a weird version of Twister. Twister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever do Twister? You'd be holding one button and one nipple. Um, they just brought the presidential hand truck around to the front entrance, so oh, they'll they be did. wheeling them up. 
Yeah, they have them wrapped up like um, what, what, what's the movie with Jody? Hannibal Lecter. Oh, yeah. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna well, they roll use them a fork- up like that. They use a forklift. Yeah, they're taking them up Pennsylvania Avenue. Well, that's nice of them. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and uh, of course, uh, welcome back to the show. And Joe, are you ready to uh, to find out who's in uh, Chatland with us tonight? And uh, double check on. See. Birthdays. I'm not sure if anybody, if we heard of anybody uh, wanting to do uh, uh, reverse call in. I was away from the computer, but um, here, here's your jingle, Joe. Hey, Joe. to Scranton with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. <laughs> we can jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, Joe. Well, I love clowns. I love clowns. Oh, yeah? And, uh... I do. I do. We have a very close relationship, me and Clowns. That's good. Uh, so tonight we have Adam Hebert, Bailua, Francie, hugs Francie, hugs, hugs, hugs. Love you, love you, love you. Big hugs. We have Heather. We have Jay Colley. We have Kat. Kenny Pick. And I don't know if Kenny Pick Sr. is listening, but... If you are, hey. I'll give a we quick have, update on him when you're done. Go ahead. Okay. We have KT Kaser. We have Lee again. We have Living on Long Island. Michelle in South Florida. Hope you're feeling better. Moon Mare. President. Sandy and Derwood. Scoopster. My boss, Tim Coramal. And very good what a good looking chat and I don't know if any birthdays <laughs> um, I know Michelle's is the 7th and so is uh, I think that means wait who else's birthdays it's meows or presidents or livens or somebody's god I forget all these things all the time not like I haven't had things to think about but um yeah, but happy birthday to everybody. Um, and uh, uh, to, yeah, I forget whose it was. I'm so sorry. Say it again. This is for you and Michelle. Happy birthday. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. There you go. So, um, and uh, yeah, quick update on uh, Ken Senior. Uh, he's he's on the mend. I've been kind of leaving him alone so he can get the rest that he needs, not bugging him. But I'm going down there on Sunday to give him some help uh, around his house and everything. Uh, he's staying with his girlfriend still, uh, but he wants to go home. But you know, we we got to get things uh, you know a little better uh, shape for him. 
uh, <laughs> it, for him to return home. And uh, that's pretty much it. But he's on the mend, and he hasn't been on a pain pill in almost a week. Maybe, maybe oh, great. five or six days, wow. something like that. So, uh, so yeah, so that that's a big relief. My sister was, you know, you know, my sister get, was a little worried about that, but you know, I I knew he would be all right with that. You know, he doesn't want to be on, you know, pain pills. Um, so, uh, so yeah, all positive stuff. Uh, steps in the right direction to recovery, and um, and yeah, and I'll be seeing him this Sunday, and uh, he's still working on getting that laptop set up. He just really hasn't been feeling like using it. So, uh, and you know, I, I can't say I blame him. So, especially when you turn your computer on and you have to deal with the, uh, you know, people like Trump. So, uh, but, but anyway, um, did we have any takers for, uh, reverse calling? I didn't see anybody, uh, stepping up. So if not, we got some Kellyanne Conway to talk about. Uh, Can I jump in quickly? Yeah. Um, about 23 minutes ago from Jim Acosta, um, he tweeted out, <laughs> just to give you all a heads up, Trump is expected to deliver a more, quote, a more aggressive speech, unquote, tonight than the White House has been describing over the past few, de- few days. Um, Speechwriters made tweaks per his suggestions um, he's annoyed with Schumer, Schumer and Pelosi and making that clear to AIDS. So, um, I know we're not watching it tonight, but no, basically he's, we're, we're hearing that he's going to be the dick that he is. Oh, this should be good. Yeah. Shock. This, this should be good because we could stay up until one listening to everybody bash him. That's true. Except Fox News. Except Fox News. Oh, yeah. News. Yeah, well, the, I'm not staying up until one. That's up to you and Ken. You guys are the ones who stay up late. No, I'm not going to pay is. attention to any of that shit. I swear to God, I'm not even. I'm not even. So. But I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what that means. More aggressive because he is going to go up there and, like you said, be the dick that he is. That's what he means by more aggressive. In other words, he can't be nice. The only thing I want to see, and I do want to see this, I want to see Nancy Pelosi sitting behind him. You know what I want to see? I want to see her putting see, post-it notes on those back saying, Nancy loser. Pelosi. I want to see her pick up that gavel and crush his skull. <laughs> well, well, live that's, television. That's not going to happen, Joe. Well, I said I'd like to see I know, that. That's fan- I don't expect to see that's, that. <laughs> that's Trump fanfic. It is. But when... <laughs> Would be nice. She just picked up that gavel and whoop, you heard I a think, big, big squish. Swear <laughs> to God, I just I would love to see her as and he's talking. And the wig went flying. The wig went flying one way, and just her leaning forward and just very very softly, just putting a little post-it note on the back of him, being like, "You're not going to have the wall." Like kick me, or you kick me. I was going to say kick man. me, <laughs> yeah. or kick me, or um, we're gonna we're gonna impeach you. And oh, sad. I think sad would be the best part for her yeah. to put a post-it note on the back of his shirt. Or maybe sad. Uh, surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Well, I think, I think Adam's volunteering uh, to come on. So I saw that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go ahead and get him on reverse, Colin. Uh. And oh, look at that! Right there, 
ready to go. Let me uh, get to the jingles real quick. Hello. All right. So, uh, Adam, are you there? Hello. Yes. There he is. What's up? Hello. Oh, nothing much. I just, you know, I figured I tossed my hat in the rain case no one else wanted. I was like, Francie's not volunteering. But uh, I figured whatever she has going on tomorrow, uh, she's probably preparing for mentally. Sure. So. so. Well, anyway, you know, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, Mr. Helper. Uh, what did, what do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk more about this nipple thing because I mean, I kind of you know, guess that's it, where we were going to go with this. Because you can never <laughs> talk enough about nipples. Are we going to mention Adam Levine? Oh God! <laughs> Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my billfold full of Nepalese money from the land of nipple. <laughs> no, um, I'm thinking. Of, I'm get, thinking of getting a. A tattoo on my arm about of Adam Levine's torso. <laughs> How did that? You were gonna say my torso? It's like, that's a terrible <laughs> what are you talking about, Adam Levine? I don't understand this. Oh, I, I guess something about that superb owl thing. Oh yes, shit! It was the halftime show. Oh yeah. Adam Levine has a lot of tattoos, and he showed his nipple. And evidently the country was okay with it, but we were not okay with Janet Jackson. Ja- oh, yeah, yeah, that was scary. But before he, sh- before he showed the nipple, he had a tank top on that actually was a chessboard. I know. <laughs> which I couldn't understand. Oh, I didn't understand Any anything about that halftime show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm sorry. I, no, no, it's fine. I, I don't. I don't care about the su- Super Bowl. I, I was Best. working, and for you know, I was. I was like, hey, I don't have to deal with that stupid game. Moron even five. Are, even people. Even people that were football fans didn't didn't like the game. No, I heard it. Oh, I heard you, it Joe. At the na- I heard it peaked at the national anthem. Yeah, I heard a lot of people no. were 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 moaning about it not being a good game. And it, what, what wouldn't didn't one team only score like three points? Yeah, and the yeah. other team only scored the lowest combined score ever. It was, it was, it was, and the largest gap in the over under betting ever. Now, now, since we're talking about this, I got to get something off my chest because I've been seeing. Would it be nerds. Adam Levine's nipple? Or a well, tattoo. <laughs> All right, if we're gonna talk about this, if we're gonna talk about this, uh, hold on a second, Adam. We got to do it right. Playing the whole thing this time. There we go. All right. Uh, I've been seeing nerds posting memes comparing Tom Brady to Thanos. And I just want to say, stop. Because guess what? Thanos is the villain from uh, the third Avengers movie who collects the six Infinity Stones. And that's related to my point. Okay. Thanos didn't have to cheat to win one of his Infinity Stones. He did kill a lot of people to get them. Did, well, did yes, he but he soft... killed them in fair combat. Did he have limestones? Because lime is a soft stone. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure the Infinity Stones are not made of lime. Okay. Joe, you understood that joke, right? Yes. I I didn't. I'm sorry. You you know, I'm a geology nerd. I feel I'm ashamed of my nerdiness. You should be. Shame. I'm just saying, you know, stop comparing Tom Brady to Thanos. Thanos won through, you know, won at least most of the stones in fair, honorable combat. Tom Brady cheated. He took it well, I, I, I don't know about Thanos, but I think that we need to look into Thanos' stones and see if they are lime or talc. Well, you don't know until he pees. Thank you. I, wonder what no, I, I, have I think we just out-nerded a nerd. Yep. Yep. Well, no, you just you just short-circuit my brain because I now I have the mental image of Thanos... Peeing. Peeing. So thank you for that. <laughs> Out of his purple dong. Thank you very much for that. Does he really have a purple dong? Well, I the rest know. of it, the rest of them's purple. Wait, are we talking about Thanos or Tom Brady? What? Both, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm lost. I'm, I'm, I'm working on stuff. <laughs> Adam. I have to tell you something, and I I think I've said this. I know I've said this on social media. I'm not a fan of the Patriots. I'm just, but my fandom aside, I'm just tired of them. I don't hate them. I'm just tired of them. I'm tired. And I think think the entire country is like, all right, here it is, Robert Kraft. Belichick, who has the most sour face in all of football. Is that a measurable Um, thing? It is to me. Okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, Uh, guess what? I just found out who the designated survivor is. You you won't believe it. Bill Belichick? Rick Perry. Rick Perry? We are Rick that's, on a scale of one to ten. That's an eleven on how screwed we are. <laughs> he's in a he's in an undisclosed location that Is he that doesn't true? that he doesn't even know <laughs> because Spoiler they gave him alert. it's they gave him, Trump's ass. They gave Rick Perry three choices of where he could he could hide, and he forgot the third. Oh, see, look oh, at that. Oh, oh Joe with anyway. the anyway. <laughs> Someone get that man a goddamn waka waka. He's earned it. All right. But yes, yes, it's right on the breaking news. Uh, Rick Perry, designated survivor. Oh, well, guys, fun. we're screwed. <laughs> if something well, happens, please, nothing happened during the State of the Union. Please, 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 please. Because right. if there's anyone in this country dumber than Schittler, it's Rick Perry. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Mm, I don't know. I know. Nah. Low bar. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm just it, not sure. I don't think that's. I think you could measure sourest face in sports it could, before it could that. Be, it could be. Um, what's his name? Ben Carson. Oh man. Oh, ouch. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Could have been I don't care how good he was. If I had a choice between slow, painful, horrible death and letting Ben Carson anywhere near my precious br- brain, I would say. Sign me up for the slow, horrible, painful death, please. Oh, well, okay. Okay. I- uh, well, anyway, what else did you want to talk about, Adam? You wanted to talk more about the nipple ease uh, currency. Yeah, because here's 
Here's the thing. Oh, first of all, I'm glad you're you're enjoying my 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 mystery science theater three thousand clip. When I when I was like when you said you were gonna run, I was like, hey, I think I've got something you can use. Oh yeah. Um, and you know I'm always uh you know I'm always you're a helper. For, uh, yeah. Um, but here's the thing: is that uh, you know maybe we need for executive time. They need to start digging up old uh, reruns of Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego? Because even uh, you know, I mean, when I was eleven, I knew how to pronounce Bhutan and Nepal. Um, you know, and, and again, you could read. That's because yeah, you could, could read. read. You're not a functional illiterate. No, I you know not. what a Bhutan I, is in well, Italian. That's the nicest yeah. thing. That's oh. the nicest oh. thing anyone has ever said about me, Ray. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, dear. Y'all know what a Bhutan is in Italian, don't you? A Bhutan uh, or a, a, bu- a Bhutan? It's, it sounds like some sort of furniture. It's a hooker. Yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> that's why Trump off. said it. Well, no, he, would have, he said button. Never mind. Button. Well, a, a Bhutan is a hooker. A button is a little tiny hooker. Which makes sense because he's got small hands and a small penis. All right? I know if, if, oh, if I heard my come my, on, my <laughs> same penis in this house. <laughs> but no, if I mean, I... this you know what drives me nuts is you know he's just so stupid. He's going to get people killed with this Russia thing, and now he can't. You know he can't even take the time to familiarize himself with how to properly say like he says China. He doesn't say China. He's a China. It's because like, he's not intellectually curious. He is not curious. He he really revels in in being stupid. Wanna, it makes me want to hurt people. I it's make it I'm well. So in the face. It, you're not alone. It makes a lot of people want to hurt people, and and I I kind of feel like maybe that's maybe maybe just maybe this is the bright side. Where we're all learning self, what is it? Self, uh, self control, self control. Yes, self control. Well, <laughs> that is true. I generally do have poor impulse control. Kenny can tell you all about that. Oh, he's a madman. <laughs> so, although I did make it through Saturday night without dropping an f bomb, thank you very much. Oh well, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that I know, right? That's progress. It- <laughs> <laughs> Well, and by the way, it was lovely of Joe to join us. We had a lot of fun with that. I enjoy being there. Yeah. And of I course, could be a nerd I, too. Of course, I was there too. And all Adam had to say about me was: Have I mentioned just how much I hate this motherfucker? Oh man! <laughs> he tried. I don't know how many times he said that. I a gotta lot. point this out, Ray, because Rain Rain wasn't there. Kenny almost got me in trouble with Michelle using that drop. Because she thought that was well, it is actually me, but it's it's a recording the, of me. The promise. Kenny almost from, got you in trouble because of your actions. No, I promised. I promised Michelle for her birthday, I would try to go an entire show without saying fuck or some variation thereof. And uh, the show before this Saturday's, I went. Uh, I think what was it? Twelve minutes. Something like something <laughs> fucking like that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and so I, you know, her birthday is this week. Happy birthday, Michelle! And I was like, this this show is make or break. This is the last show before her birthday, and I've got to fucking do this. <laughs> and yeah, I did. I and then Kenny pulls out that clip, and Michelle actually thought it was me for a second. 
<laughs> like that wasn't me. Oh, Devious. then it was uh, when I self control. I I showed a lot of it. Although she did almost she did almost mark me down when I said the name of the guy who runs Funimation, which is Gen Fukunaga. <laughs> it's like that doesn't count. That's his name. Don't say Fukunaga in this house. Oh, definitely. I, I, this is getting weird for me. But anyway, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's time to go to break, Adam. So, but thank you for calling. <laughs> All right. Well, th- thanks for uh, having me as always. You guys have a great night. Yeah, you uh, too, Adam. It was nice to talk give, to you. Give Ken Senior my uh, my regards and best and whatnot. Of course, I'm thinking right. of him. And uh, you you guys have a great night. All right, you too, Adam. Thank you, sir. Good night. All right, bye-bye. Good night. Okay, it is break time, and we got to get to it. But uh, thank you, Adam, for calling in. And uh, if I've fucked up anybody's birthday, I'm sorry. Uh, But, yeah, we got to talk about sports a little bit more, which I was really thrilled about. (laughs) (laughs) the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Dad said to me the other the other day. He told me he he. This is something you know. Every time we talk about sports, he brings this up because I I mentioned like, oh yeah, there was this guy at work that asked me how the game was going, and I said, uh, what game? And he laughed at me. <laughs> and then um this then Dad said um he he used to work with this guy, this younger guy and uh, at General Motors, and the guy said to him, hey, you know, you watching the game tonight? And he's like, no, I don't watch sports, and um. He's like, well, what do you do on Super Bowl Sunday? And Dad says, anything I want. <laughs> so, I'm in to Dad for that because that's like that's just, awesome. That's a classic line. Anything I want. Oh, By the way, did you can't ah, chain him down. Man. What did you did you see what what they we did on they did on uh, uh, Good Mythical Morning the other day. <gasps> Oh, uh, the 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 deep they fried de- stuff. They, yeah, they deep fried and it's the entire Super Bowl party. Yeah, the the, the sub and um, everything. The double battered the disgusting. double battered wings, once in uh, buffalo batter and another in ranch batter. That was awesome. So I was dying for those. They they yeah. look good. I'll tell everybody about my KFC KFC uh, wings when I come back. So those were okay. Good. So anyway, uh, we're gonna go uh, go to the break. When we come back, uh, I'll talk about uh, the Canola Bowl, twenty nineteen, and uh, the successes and the failures, because there were winners and losers in the Canola Bowl. I got to tell you, and uh, tell you what, potatoes, you let me down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, break time. We'll be right back with more. Turn up the nights right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I got I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. <laughs> and now, on with the show. Nipple and button, huh? 
nipple and button. Ever since I got back, I've been carrying my bill full full of Nepalese money. From the land of nipple. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Oh, hi there, everybody. I didn't see you there. Welcome back to Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Hi. 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 So, howdy. I did not know this designated survivor thing was a real thing, but it's on MSNBC oh. that Rick Perry really is a designated survivor. Oh yeah. When did it's, this become a real yes. thing? It's been a real it's thing for been, for years. It, ever since. Ever since they the had TV show. Session. No. 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 It's, no. That's the it's named after this. Yeah. Oh my it's, god. Yeah, they always designate some. It has to be. A, I think it has to be a, a a congressionally approved cabinet member that is sent to an undisclosed location in case the entire government is wiped out. All right, can we please save the president? Because I want to have Nancy Pelosi as president. Well, just an update there. I was watching him come in. They had to move the podium forward because his ass got bigger from last year. Oh, oh wow. wow! That is. Are we uh, sure about that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He couldn't squeeze in. I have audio. Well, I, I have audio. Ryan is going to tell us otherwise. Yeah, I have audio of that. I have audio of him trying to squeeze in. Fuck! 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 Oh! Yeah. He... <laughs> I put a picture in the chat room. <clears throat> Of Madam Speaker Pelosi standing next to Mr. There is, a, there is a guy sitting behind Melania who is from the Spanish-American War. Is he alive? He's <laughs> so freaking old. <laughs> I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, no, that's not true. But <laughs> is it Wilbur, is it Wilbur Ross's dad? <laughs> It could be his great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> from the looks of him, um, I don't even know if he's alive. He's he's sitting there like the picture of my grandfather, who was dead when we took his pic when they took his picture. Wow, uh, he looks a little like my grandfather in that picture. Yeah, he looks stiff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have him in a uniform, a little rigid, and I I think it's a Spanish American War uniform. Is that true? I mean, oh, Joe. Seriously, I, I don't joke think a lot. I don't think that's. I, no, I don't think it's possible. Actually, it's it's okay. not possible. Sometimes no. I don't know when Joe is joking. It would have made no. I don't I think like. there are. The guy'd be like 187 years old. Yeah. Okay. Well, just I like to give Joe the benefit of the doubt. Don't ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ever do that. <laughs> More people have gotten in trouble giving me the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah, so I, I'm I'm doing a search. See the the last. Uh, um, <clears throat> let me see. Uh, the last World War One veteran just died, I think, not long ago. So the last Spanish American War veteran died in 1956 at the age of 109. So, oh, okay. so yeah. That's so that'd make him, you know, if he was as old <laughs> as that guy, you'd make him about a uh, hundred and seventy. Or Seventy years old, right? Or Bill Ross, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's nice to see all the all the, all the uh, amazing. He's a hero. I got this the female the, kind. the Spanish American got- War. <laughs> <laughs> the the K rations from this <laughs> oh, yeah. Foop K rations. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. It, it, in case anybody didn't know, that's how long they've been around. Um. So anyway, uh, let's see. What do we want to... Oh, oh, I know what we need to talk about right now. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 a little bit of schadenfreude, everybody. Yeah. That's schadenfreude. People taking pleasure in your pain. Allie Velshi with this. And, you know, just getting everybody up to speed. In case you want to know how, how bad this... Uh, inaugural committee um probe is pay close attention to the numbers he throws out here regarding um monies paid into limits put onto those monies by george w bush barack obama and trump and also the money and how it was spent in in what capacity because this is this is some pretty startling stuff, everybody. Um, this is this is bonkers. Check it out. I need to talk to you about this Trump inaugural committee. It's been subpoenaed for documents. A committee spokesperson has confirmed to NBC News it's part of an investigation by federal prosecutors here in New York underway for weeks now. I want to look at the inaugural committees and how President Trump's was so different. But first, I want to give you some basics. Inaugural committees are set up, they're groups, they're set up by a president-elect as a way to help pay for everything that goes into Inauguration Day so taxpayers don't have to. Now, there are some rules about who and what are not allowed to contribute to these things. Labor organizations, federal contractors, foreign nationals, this is important, are all prohibited. You're also not allowed to donate through another person. You'll hear that referred to as a straw man donation. You've got to donate in your own name. The Trump inaugural committee raised a record $107 million. I'm going to give you some context into this, but you have to understand, this is mad dough, $107 million. It's a nonprofit, and it only has to disclose the top five contributors. Let me put this into perspective for you. See this $107 million? The 2017 committee raised nearly twice the amount of money that President Obama raised in 2009, which, by the way, broke records at the time but was still sort of in line with what other presidents had spent in recent years. There's a reason the Trump inauguration raised so much money, because while there are no legal limits on contributions to inaugural committees, candidates have traditionally imposed their own. President Bush capped off uh, at $100,000 for his first inaugural committee. President Obama outright banned corporate contributions and limited individuals to $50,000 for each uh, for his first inaugural uh, uh, committee. Trump had no limits on anything. 
Here's the thing, though. He got way less bang for his buck compared to his predecessors. President Bush held eight balls in 2001. President Obama's committee laid out money for 10 of the extravagant events. But even with his massive uh, spending, President Trump held just three the night of his inauguration and played less talent to perform since many singers and celebrities declined requests to appear. That's what makes this all so interesting and juicy. President Trump spent twice as much and many say got less than half as much in return. And that has raised some flags for some people. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Trump raised a whole stinking hell of a lot more for his uh, little committee, his uh, inaugural committee, and didn't spend it on anything. His little balls. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Bush, he has cojones. He held eight balls. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I forget how many balls. I think, didn't Obama hold like, what did they say, 11? Something like that? Well, yes. Oh. Obama had 11 big balls. The most balls. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, right. we're, we're talking, we're talking uh, Trump. Trump's doing small ball here. Uh, but, you know, and, and it's not just, you know, and, and all jokes aside and everything, this is, this is very, very, very suspicious. Very well, suspicious. If, if you, I know that we can't go back, back into the day, but back in the day, this was something that a lot of people were wondering about. And I'm talking about two years ago. Mm-hmm. People wanted to know where the extra money from the inauguration committee went. Yeah. And if you, you know, I think we heard that it went to somebody who was supposedly a friend of Melania. Um, does this, does this sound surprised. familiar to you guys? Yes. No, yeah, she, no, but she I, was, uh, she quit. Yeah, she quit. About a year ago. Yeah, I she remember got, her. She got the money and all the money went away. And so now the Southern District of New York is like, hey, we're subpoenaing the entire inauguration committee all of them everybody involved hey what happened yeah really we got this is really messed up and it's it's been messed up right from the start because a lot of people have been wondering where did all this money go because as ali velshi just said none of he had what was was three was three balls. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was I three. To talk about balls, but well, it's <clears throat> my my Skype was breaking up while that clip was playing. Three balls, mm-hmm. and there was hundreds of millions of dollars, and everybody's wanting to know where did the extra money go? Yeah, yeah, because this is uh again just fucking more crooked shit. It is a perfect situation for doing money laundering. I'm saying this now. Yeah. It's also a perfect situation for buying buying influence. Buying influence. And there were a lot of Russians that were at the inauguration. Uh, were there? I don't know. I, I'm, that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they were part, yeah. Of the Trump, part of the Trump family. They were the, 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 the plus one country. Yes. For the Trumps. Mm. And here's a name I'm going to throw out again with no context, but I have a feeling in the future we're going to have context, Tom Barack. 
He was no. one of the head fundraisers for the inauguration committee. This is filthy. This is dirty. And I really feel like this was nothing more than a money laundering scheme right under our nose. That's my feeling, my gut. And I think this is why the entire inauguration committee got subpoenaed last night. Yeah. This is a, yeah, this is some, I I mean, just mob shit again, you know? Mm -hmm. It's insane. It's a, there's a crime family in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we have. And there's a crime boss in the Oval Office. And again, this is something that should just be like, okay, we need to impeach the president. And, and again, they're like, oh, they're not it's moving. just something else. Yeah. It's just some more corruption. Yeah, yeah, pay no attention. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, you know, and again, this is like uh, that article I was reading from from the the New York Times. This is now, you know, one of the seven uh, <laughs> things that you need to pay attention to. One of the seven uh, Trump investigations. You know, Casey Casey got confused about which ones you should be paying attention to. This is one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. I mean, I. I'm reading. I'm reading the um, Washington Post report. Mm-hmm. Federal prosecutors in New York on Monday delivered a sweeping request for documents related to donations and spending by President Trump's inaugural committee, a sign of a deepening criminal investigation into activities related to the nonprofit, the nonprofit organization. Um, a wide-ranging subpoena served on the inaugural committee Monday seeks an array of documents including all information related to inaugural donors, vendors, contractors, bank accounts of the inaugural committee, and any information related to foreign contributors to the committee, according to a copy reviewed by the Washington Post. The subpoena issued by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Southern District, New York, indicates that prosecutors are investigating crimes, crimes, Related to conspiracy to defraud the United States, mail fraud, false statements, wire fraud, and money laundering. This is the inaugural committee. This was supposed to be a big frickin' party to celebrate the new president. Yeah. Let's go back to that. Defraud the United States, mail fraud, false statements, and wire fraud. This is amazing to me. Don't you do that at uh, every party you go to? Uh, well, no. <laughs> no, but I'll be honest with you. Um, we're going to have a party in June, and I'm going to just, I don't know, man. Commit some wire fraud just for fun? I, I think so. I think you know? so. Well, hey, let's let's do some racketeering <laughs> while we're at it. <laughs> what, you know, hey, who wants to do Twister and pin the tail on the donkey? Let's do racketeering. <laughs> Uh, you know, money laundering. Fuck it. Let's print our own currency. But, all right. I don't know if you've got this clip, but this report came out, I think it was late last night. Mm-hmm. And this morning, everybody's favorite press secretary said that the inaugural committee has nothing to do with the White House. 
except uh everything to do with the white house oh <laughs> uh, i'm i'm i you know uh, uh, let's say this i would agree with sarah huckabee sanders uh but then we'd both be wrong Jesus. <laughs> yeah she yeah. really said, "Oh no, this this investigation. Um, um, look, look, this investigation. Um, this has nothing to do with the White House. Oh my God. The uh, President Trump inauguration has nothing to do with President Trump. Oh my God. Seriously, that woman. I... <laughs> that woman." <laughs> Baghdad Bob. Oh my god. She really is. Mm-hmm. Baghdad slob. <laughs> Sorry. She really is. Yep. <laughs> yep. The inauguration didn't have anything to do with Trump. Yes. Of course not. <laughs> what did it have to do with Trump? Heavens to Megatroid, just... no. <laughs> no. No. Hi. He was back there having a can of Campbell's soup. <laughs> sure. Oh <my> No, she really said the inaugural committee had nothing to do with the White House. This is a can of Campbell's soup. There's in the can of Campbell's soup. Well, I just bought this can today at a 7-Eleven down here, the can of Campbell's soup. Yeah, I don't have a she's... This is for um, what's-her-face, Hickabelly. Uh, oh, seriously? He may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. Yeah, so, well, she's an idiot for Hickabilly. Because um, I, I looked up my clips for soup, and I had that from Duck Soup. So, <laughs> uh, Groucho Marks, everybody. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really? It has nothing to do... It, what, what was the other thing we were talking about the other day? Uh, uh, what the, you know, if there were, if there were, yeah, Giuliani was saying that he was saying that, you know, even if there were campaign finance violations, which there were, and that Trump did something to alter the course of the election with his payoffs, you know, that has nothing to do with the White House. Oh my. Yeah. It has everything. How to would do that with have it. floated? How would that have floated I, with with Obama haters? How? Uh, and I hate you know I hate I, I'm exhausted. I, of I don't going understand back to where those people are. <sighs> I'm I'm really I don't understand where those people are because basically now that this and and it's important to point out that this. These subpoenas came out of the Southern District of New York. It wasn't directed by the Mueller investigation at all. They did this all on their own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, so you can't keep saying nothing has to do with the White House. <laughs> I mean, I, they're really literally using the White House as a wall. They're saying, oh, all this stuff happened wall. before the trump became president and they're actually literally the next step is they're trying to say well it happened before he became president or you can even go to the point where i think what they're trying to say is that he really didn't move into the white house 
House because it was the inauguration. He didn't live in the White House at that point. Oh, Does that make it's sense? one of those tricky geography things. I get it. All right. I mean, it, it might, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it sounds like, doesn't that's it? That's exactly what it sounds like. You know, just a whole bunch of horse They were just walking up Pennsylvania Avenue. They didn't move into the White House yet, so yeah, it had nothing to do with the White no, House. No, those were different people. They were, they weren't even the same people because one of them is called President Trump now. And one's called First Lady Melania Trump. But he was the president. Well, That's the problem. No, those people died. And there are new people who look just like them. And are just as dishonest. But the other ones, they're gone. They're gone. Nothing to do. I mean, I, I really feel serious about this. The bar is... Trump and Melania didn't move into the White House, and so therefore, it had nothing to do with the White House. Of course not. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. I had pizza for dinner. All right? <laughs> but it has been about two hours since I had that pizza, so I have never eaten pizza. <laughs> See? <laughs> there you go. Has n- pizza? I have n- nothing to do with pizza. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, how many times do I have to say these really stupid things, you know, to illustrate their fucked up I- I- illogic? You know, I've said before, well, you know, my cat told me, you know, I, I just do these things, you know, say these things that are-, are-, are exactly what they do, but with like a really absurd topic. And it puts in perspective. What a bunch of shitty liars they are. But, you know, the Trump yeah. cult, they're so dumb or willfully ignorant or so used to this or so callous to reality, logic, and the truth that they're just like, well, yeah, he said it, it's true. Don't question it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, of course, uh, again, I have zero relationship with pizza. That was <laughs> two hours ago. I was, that person is dead. And now... <laughs> I'm Mr. No Pizza. So, especially after I poop it out. Once I poop it out, all oh, ties, man. all ties to pizza that's, are severed. That's pretty much. That's yeah. pretty much what. That's what Sarah Sanders does. <laughs> they slept. Out they pizza. They. <laughs> I slept. The person you talked to yesterday has been transformed in a dream state. To me now. <laughs> uh, you could say that with anything. You could say that with anything. Oh, it has nothing to do... All of these people who were in this organization, who were crooked and wrong and stole and did shitty things, now in uh, you know are all members of this organization who are stupid and you know crooked and do dirty things. But those crooked and dirty things that we did before the title changed, or before the swearing in, or you know after he plopped his filthy ass at the resolute desk, or after he you know uh, fucking jacked off in the in the Lincoln oh. bedroom. Um, oh, ouch! Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, again, was... <laughs> he used hamburger grease. Right? Hamburger, hamburger. Um, yeah. oh. And uh, yeah, stop it. Stop it. But that it, it's that's that, that you know all of that. Even though all the same faces 
in grifters and criminals were there. That was a different operation. Now all of us are in this new operation. So it has nothing to do with that. What what's really amazing to me, and I've I posted the um <clears throat> the raw story link in there, and I'm reading the first paragraph again. And it was White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders said on Tuesday that any corrupt activity surrounding President Donald Trump's inauguration had nothing to do with the Trump White House. And I read that again and I was like, oh, so you're telling me that all of that stuff, any of that corrupt activity that happened, suddenly it stopped when he walked into the White House. She's admitting that there was corruption. Yeah. Yeah, but then it all stopped, but then a different kind of corruption started. Yeah, it all stopped after, you know, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, welcomed them in and left. And, oh, I hate the Trumps. Yeah, before they were all private citizens lying and cheating and conniving. Now they're government employees and they're lying, cheating, and and conniving. And suddenly everybody's a coffee boy. I mean, this is amazing to me. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, you know... Uh, what, what, what is that? Um, that one, uh, oh man, the, the guy who said, uh, float, uh, Trump floats weight, weightlessly. Um, oh, oh, oh man, man. What was it? Uh, uh, is it a void? No, no. Oh, I don't know. I wish yeah, I knew. I'll look I for it. I'll you. look for it. But Joe, you got anything on this before we go to the break? Uh, just, just in defense of Trump. Uh, if what we, we in defense of uh. Trump. Uh, <laughs> Why? Um, well, they released his schedule, and actually, not much that goes on in the Trump White House has anything to do with Trump, according to that schedule. Well, okay. So she might be right. She's not right. She's lying. Yeah. The, so here, Carl Let's Burn. See what you're doing, Joe? Yeah, Carl Bernstein and all. This is from Carl Bernstein to Trump and his all of his cult here. What we have seen consistently in the tweets, in the campaign, in the transition, is a fact-free universe in which Donald Trump floats with weightlessness. Yes. Amen. Amen. And now Sarah Huckabee slanders. Probably loves stepping I, on the I, scale I, now because she is also weightless now. Yeah, she. she floats with you should see his ass tonight on TV. It's not floating. I, I shouldn't. No. No. Not at all. I should you, not. You're watching it, Jim, aren't you? I, I have it on silence, and, and I'm I'm just amazed at the sea of white in the white congresswomen's Well, yes, gallery. women rule. And I heard that there's a couple of men there wearing white too. But he's got a big ass. I'll tell oh, you. Oh, I thought out. you were talking about white Republicans. No, um, no, so. no, no, <laughs> no. There's no, a no. lot of there's a lot of Democratic women who are wearing white in honor of, of women's oh, suffrage. I got it. I got right. it. I got it. So. And Nancy sitting and I, behind her in a white a white uh, suit. Yes. Yes. And I I posted her picture. Yes. In the chat. Badass. Love my Nancy. 
Gotcha. But anyway, his ass is uh, pretty good. You could put a, a table setting on his ass right yeah? now, and put Nancy a little... could have a cup of Nancy, Nancy and uh, Pence could have a cup of tea and some crumpets. Oh, oh some, <laughs> some God, uh, some right crull- off his ass. Some crullers. <laughs> some crullers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just gotta dodge the shards. Yeah, you gotta, you know, watch, watch out there hot tonight. I'm sure. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hey, my eyes. Uh, hamburger so, farts. Hamburger. From a week and a half ago. Hamburger. Are particularly pungent. Hamburger. Just think, all that's been sitting there in his gut for a week. Ain't that the truth? So, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, uh, we got to hit the break uh, again. <laughs> uh, well, no, no Mad Libs tonight, but I swear to God, I got a funny story to end on. You guys are, Joe, both, no, seriously, both of you are going to love this story. It's from North Carolina. Okay. It's from North Carolina. Um, my apologies to North Carolina for what we're about to hear. Um, but uh, but I, 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 at least it's not in Ohio. And I do have a, a related Ohio story to read from last year. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I'll take one for the team. Anyway, uh, let's see what to listen to. Let's listen to um, uh, let's listen to Invisible by Bobber because not only uh, you know Sarah Huckabee Sanders likes to be weightless, but she probably likes to be invisible, and that's why she's only done. What, two press conferences in like three months or something like that? Or all three weeks? Um, uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, break time. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to uh, the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night, uh, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com. And, uh, you know, I know uh, it's, it was started off as a pretty heavy show, but we have um, a fun story to end the night on. And I think there might be a lot of discussion on this. And uh, when, when I say fun, it's... Um, it's also fucked up and creepy, <laughs> but it's guaranteed for some laughs. It's guaranteed for some laughs. All right. This, I, I saw this story pop up under the headline. Well, I'm not even going to tell you what the headline is. This comes to us from WSOC TV. Uh, Glenn counts reporting from Iridale County, North Carolina. And, um, listen closely, children. Drugs, guns, and a stripper pull. Days after investigators say they busted an illegal strip club, Channel 9 is now going inside. It's not something you see or hear about every day, from the hearse parked in the front yard to the stripper pole inside the single-family home. It has now drawn the attention of the Iredell County Sheriff's Office, ALE, even the DMV. And our own reporter, Glenn Count, stopped by that home. And Glenn, you say the owner walked you through the inside. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we weren't really sure what kind of reception we would get, but uh, David Lee Yates opened the doors, showed us around, and then uh, defended himself all at the same time. To David Lee Yates, this shack is just his man cave. To ALE agents, it's an illegal strip club that could attract an unsavory element to this rural and quiet part of Iredell County. All we want to do oh. is get your side of the story, that's all. And Yates was willing to give it. He called the bus a misunderstanding and denied he was operating an off-the-book strip club, one that had a pole before <laughs> agents took it. I had a 46-year-old woman come down here Yeah. for nine weeks. Yeah. She lost almost 30 pounds. Just, just to exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yates showed us around his so-called man cave. It has decorative lighting, a sound system. Okay, sorry. I had a 32-year-old woman come down here. She lost 32 pounds in three weeks. <laughs> okay, I for, thought I heard that. For, for dancing in his man cave on his stripper pole. I... I, I <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> you should it, it, at a house. It is at a house. Scrunched up in a gross, dirty shed. Oh, the shed, might I add, has some kind of uh, uh, fucking stars and bars flag in it too, just so everybody knows. Uh -oh. Oh, yeah. Of course. So this oh, guy's yeah. probably a Trump supporter. Um, right. And um, story gets more so hold interesting. Hold on. Yeah, the news fun. the news report is saying it's a illegal strip club, but it's yes. really some guy's basement with a it, it, not his basement. Dirty it's it's like a shed. It's a shed in his backyard oh, that's full like of junk. Like something at Home Depot. Like he he just he just mounted a strip pole in there. And when you find out why the stripper pole's in there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. When you goodness. find out when you, oh my goodness! Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it, we're upgraded from oh my goodness to oh my god. <laughs> so, so he, he he says it's a man cave, but oh. women come and exercise on his stripper pole, and then oh, we get well, some that's... some more details about this. And that's and you heard Glenn counts. Think. Glenn counts. The reporter said there's an elaborate, well, not quite that elaborate. There's a sound system and lights as well. So, and he also, uh, he charges money. He charges money for people to come to the man cave. But it's just a misunderstanding, folks. Agents say they found drugs and weapons, but Yates showed us the only gun he says he keeps on the property. There we go. I was about That's to say it's sawed off, but it's not sawed no, off, is it? It's legal. Yates told us he does charge admission, five bucks to help pay the light bill, and he provides a locker room for women who want to secure their belongings. So how do you feel about the them coming here to to raid you? I mean, what, what's your reaction to that? Well, sir, I mean, I had moonshine. <laughs> right. A lot of people have moonshine. Oh. That's right. That's right. But in other words, I got caught. Well, court records show that Yates has been busted for moonshine before. Now, getting back to that woman and exercise, Yates tells us that his wife and daughter only wanted that pole for exercise, and it was only used for that purpose. Obviously, agents disagree. Reporting live from Statesville, Glenn Counts, Channel 9 Eyewitness News. So in North Carolina... Oh, my God, your, Statesville. If your daughter wants to put a stripper pole in your in your man cave 
to exercise, you'll gladly do that and charge after you put in a light and sound system. And you'll just charge for the light bill for people to come watch your daughter dance and other women to secure their belongings. You charge them. I. I yeah. I. Bob and I stayed in the. I think it's the. Is it a. Yeah, Bob and I stayed in Statesville one night. Yeah. It's a dry town. Well, that's why they got the moonshine going. Okay. In other words, I, I got caught. It, 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 <laughs> it wasn't, you know, we were, I think we were driving from, you know, Virginia down to, to Georgia. And we were like, all right, I'm tired. We got to find a place to stay. And we stopped off at a, and I, just to make this a long story short, we talked to a dude and he was like, yeah, you're in Statesville. If you want to get some booze, you're going to have to go to the next town over. And wow. we did, and we only stayed one night. Statesville. Can't say I'm blaming you at this point. Um, <gasps> you, know, you either want to go over to the next town, or you go down to the unauthorized strip club and get yourself some moonshine. In the mo man cave? What? In the man oh cave. Oh, my God. That's it's a mother-daughter oh. operation down there. <laughs> Susan just said in the other room, shut up. <laughs> just, well, no. I know you probably thought. a dry town. I know you're probably thinking to yourself right about now, that's probably all the audio Ken has on this story. What about the women? Um, I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> that's not, I don't have audio from them. <laughs> Okay. But I did okay. get some audio from one of the neighbors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, and he's a he's a, he's a real he's a real thinking man. <laughs> Statesville is a dry town, people. Well, I'm telling you this from personal experience. I can't help laughing. Just to at this. add a little extra, holy crap! Well, add a new add a new wrinkle to this whole oh thing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, once again. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here we go. Uh, here's, here's a neighbor. Here's a neighbor. What do you think? What do you think of all this, sir? Just, um, just like a man cave and that's, you know, where guys get together and, you know, have fun, I guess. <laughs> um, mood, John. What do you think about some of the things that are being alleged about what what's going on down there? I don't think much of it. It's not my it's not my kind of thing to are you know, sure? I would go to personally. But uh, I guess if men like that kind of thing, that's you know that's for them. Okay, I, I need to pause this real quick and tell everybody this guy has the biggest fucking mustache I've ever seen in my life. Um, I know you can't see it. Is it bigger than Magnum PI? Oh my God, Rain! This thing—he could—he could tie it around the. He could make a chin strap out of it. <laughs> it's like he, he just decided, no a beard. I don't need no beard. I'm just gonna grow a big fucking long mustache, and and he, and he shaves. It's like he shaves his chin, his cheeks, and everything, but then just lets the mustache keep going. Um, it's it's Statesville. 
Yeah, scarf. but you know, let's see. I'm surely, surely, Joe, uh, this neighbor guy. He says it's not for him. Surely, he has some objection to this illegal activity going on. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't care about it. I'm not going to go back down. It's just not for me. So as a neighbor, it doesn't bother you that much. No, it doesn't bother me at all. No. And why is that? Uh, it's just, it's just not for me. And, is it a disruption to the neighborhood when it's going on? Or is it... No, I've never heard a complaint. Okay, well, apparently, um, <laughs> what he told me was he was selling moonshine illegally, and um, he did have some girls in there. Oh, man, or no. And, uh, I mean, I guess what... Do you think that's the kind of thing that should be going on in a residential area like that? As long as it stays in that area, it's uh, fine your, with me. Your area so you don't think uh, i mean you don't think as far as zoning and that kind of thing that it, it doesn't belong in the residential area as long as is is kelp at a um kelp. at a medium uh area <laughs> where the public can't see it uh, the kids don't know <gasps> about it it's, uh, I don't see anything wrong with it. it just, as long as it's kept at a medium area where the kids can't see it. <laughs> it don't Shit. matter. What the hell? <sighs> Stunning. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, Joe, because I know that Ken tossed it off to you. but <laughs> No, no. It's, it's, I, it's stunning. <laughs> he didn't say. He didn't even say kept. He says as long as it's kelped. Kelped. <laughs> you got you all kelp it away from the children. As long as it's you know uh, in a medium just, medium area. I'm, I'm I'm pretty okay if there's some you know women trafficking in there in the man cave with the moonshine. Just as long as I, it doesn't affect us. I ain't going to go down um, there again. I ain't going to go down there I, again. I love that he said, again. I'm not going down there again. Well, yeah, maybe because maybe, you oh maybe your wife is going to see this interview on TV or something. <laughs> been, down there only, been down there seven times. I'm not going down an eighth. It ain't for me. I've been there. I've been there enough times. No, it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Been down can, there 12, 13 times. This is really a good i This is this is a good reason to say perhaps we shouldn't have dry counties anywhere. Yeah, that, that that's a fair uh, fair call because in this one. At this point, from what I'm understanding, the guy made the moonshine. He had the pole dancing. His wife and his daughters used it for exercise. Oh but other girls came in and danced. Sure, and they got and a locker set up for him for their personal belongings. It's like, a, it's like a yoga club. Sure, yeah. Only, only, only with a pole. And, and, this and, is, and this no is clothing. This an evangelical country. Yeah. Well, yoga is devil worship. But stripping, that's just, that's just naked lady. I swear to God, I, I love that it's in Statesville. I swear to God. <laughs> Oh, I believe you. This is you, you got a personal experience with this. I mean, Bob and I we had we had a really nice hotel room. We were like, let's go on down to the, the local, you know, the seven eleven or stuff and get a six pack of beer and like, Oh no. We, we don't nope, we don't sell beer here. You have to go up you have to go up the interstate a couple of miles. And oh hell yes, we drove up the interstate two miles. 
Were you allowed to take it back to your hotel or? Yes. Yes. Okay. You can you can bring the beer into the dry county. You just can't buy the beer in the dry county. Yeah. Evidently, you can make moonshine and have stripper poles. Well, no, you can't because he got caught. Well, I did make moonshine, well. but in other words, I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> but in other words, I got caught. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, but, you know, hey, if your daughter wants to strip the phone work out on, you want to charge men to watch. It's only oh a misdemeanor. God. It's only a misdemeanor down in uh, Airedale County. <laughs> <laughs> BYOB. Trump's America, ladies and germs. <laughs> yeah, BYOB. Well, or you could, you know, he might be able to hit you up with some shine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we got one. You just bring five dollars to help pay the just, pay for the light bill. Just going back to it, the fact that that guy said, I ain't going back there again. I ain't, going yeah, back I don't there know. No, he can do, he can do whatever he wants. I'm all live and let live. Yeah. I'm totally 20, 20 liberal. Times is, 20 times is enough for me. <laughs> Sure, sure. I just I've been down there enough to know that ain't the place for me. I mean, that's the thing. I ain't going back. I swear, darling. Okay. I I just I, you don't have to play it again tonight. But listening to that, that guy just sounds like a total hippie. Live and let live. You know, he can do whatever he wants, and I'm all good with it. But I ain't going oh, back there. If he and called it, like, dude. He, you live in Statesville. If you said that, if I guarantee you, if you told, said this guy was was a hippie to his face, um, he, he'd Lose probably he'd probably go get a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. He was sta- by the way, he was standing outside his trailer while he was giving the interview too. Just so you know, just so you know, down there in Iredell County. But David Yates Jr. he got a he got a hearse parked on his lawn. That's how you know where the strip club is. Just look for the house with the hearse. Just he's got the right blink around to show you how to get to the stairs. Yeah. Show. <laughs> show. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Joe always see that that's you know that's clown car logic there. You know you, you're using the you have to have it. <clears throat> You have to have a twisted mind. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's the prerequisite <laughs> for being on this program for sure. <laughs> that's, so, that's right. Uh, and many of the programs here on Indie Media Weekly, including Tim Carmel. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I thought everybody would enjoy that story. But yeah, basically, I saw the headline for it, and it said something like, uh off book strip club shut down uh, man says wife and daughter just use strip stripper pole for exercise you know something really along those lines strip club yeah it was well uh, an off book strip strip club is what they called off book yeah well that's not a strip club that's that's human trafficking in a man cave yeah, that, that that about squares it up. <laughs> it's, off, it's, off broad, it's off Broadway, I'll tell you that. 
<laughs> Off Broadway. Off Broadway. I know. I'm. I, you. Yeah. You're right. But that's still human trafficking. Off book. So. There you go. Airedale County, all y'all. Coming Statesville. for you. Statesville. Uh, Dry <laughs> in Statesville. You ain't get. You ain't getting no liquor there. You ain't buying no liquor unless you go get your moonshine and then liquor. Yeah, I wish they would add a name for this place. I guess we call it the Man Cave. <laughs> BYOP. BYOP. Yeah. Bring your own. Bring your own pole. Or maybe the. Maybe the. Uh, and if you bring your own pole, bring your own disinfectant. <laughs> bring your old. Bring your old pole and bring your old dancer. Yeah, I'm thinking there was probably not a lot of. I don't even think there were any like Clorox wipes or anything in there for. Uh, for <laughs> no. No. I, I, that 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 the the news report was pretty pretty gross. So uh, yeah, it was uh, cave being the operative word in that description from man cave. But uh, anyway, well that's all the show we got for everybody tonight. So uh, wow. So let's let's uh, work on some parting shots uh, for the folks. Uh, parting shots. Okay. Parting shards. Parting shards. Shard Parting of the Union. Shards. Oh, wait, wait. We forgot to play Shard of the Union uh, since it's the Shard of the Union. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let's play the Shard of the Union and then we'll give parting shots here. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, the uh, the Big Macs are great. The quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, I think the food's good and I eat it very carefully. You know, I do as good as... as as well as I can, but um, I think all of those places, Burger King, McDonald's, I can I can live with them. I had the other night I had Kentucky Fried Chicken. Not the worst thing in the world. No. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless the United States. And I, I forgot to talk about Canola Bowl tonight, but I'll, I'll discuss when Bobber's on the on the show because I, I do want to talk about one of the recipes that I did with him. But um, all right, who wants to go first for parting shots? I'll leave it up to you guys. Joe, go. Oh. <laughs> Joe, go. Okay, well, you know, what I, you know, I, Joe. I, I I know that we we all watch the Washington Post. <laughs> And you, me, you and me, Rain, in, in the daytime when when, when uh, Ken is thankfully at work. Yes, <laughs> and he, yes. Me. he doesn't have to be exposed to what we're doing all day. Um, I know you saw saw the articles, but uh, this article you might have missed. Uh, a scientist working on uh, leopard seal uh, um, research. Uh, we're analyzing a pile of seal poop. Oh my! Oh, and found in one of the samples uh, a thumb drive. Oh! oh. What? Oh. Yep! 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 Oh. Yep! Oh. Uh, needless to say, it says here memory drives are not part of the seal food chain. Oh my God! But. Um, Amazingly enough, they found this USB port stick in uh, the, the poop. Uh, now, they cleaned it off. <laughs> Listen to this. 
And they, they dried it off, and they put it in. Well, first of all, they froze the poop. Then they cleaned it. <laughs> then they thawed it out, dried it off, and I'm stuck it in a computer <laughs> to see to see what it was what was on it and sure enough there was a a film of people in a blue kayak following a pair of leopard seals oh jesus and they're they're asking anyone who might have this might belong to they posted it on on social media so if if it belongs to you anybody in the chat oh. yeah they they want they want to give it back to you but the, there's a price you have to bring them more seal poop <laughs> and uh, gotcha. <laughs> that's it. I mean, but everybody wants to know what what brand of uh, thumb drive it is, <laughs> because it was it was collected, frozen for over a year, thoroughly washed, and it still works. <laughs> wow, that is that is quite that's that's, that's the seal of approval quality. there. <laughs> That is. Ah. That is. And I, and I, I, you, you ain't shitting me. That's any of that. No. Oh. So, uh, so you never know what you're gonna find in seal poop. I guess is the moral of that story. Yeah. See? Yeah. But they do have a hint of who it was. Uh, it was a blue kayak, and there was a just a hint of humans' red-tipped rubber shoes. Oh, okay. Well, that narrows it now. Well, uh, yeah, because how many people have red tip marrow uh, rubber shoes? I don't. So they eliminated I, me. Yeah, my uh, I as well. I'm innocent. So, well, that's good. That's a good story to end on, Joe. All right. So, Rain, well, go. Oh, oh, go ahead, Joe. Did you? Uh, okay. Uh, did, well, was there a moral of the my, story? My, okay. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, when you sharp, make sure you're encrypted. <laughs> there you go. All right, Rain. All right. So I didn't have a parting shot, but I do want to put this out there. Um, BuzzFeed this week, Gannett, a whole bunch of Huffington Post, a whole bunch of um, media outlets and news outlets have had huge layoffs. Mm-hmm. So my parting shot is, you know, spend a couple of bucks. Pay for a subscription to your local newspaper, to the Washington Post, whatever. Pay for media. Yeah. Because if we don't pay for media, it's going to die. Period. And then democracy will um, truly die in darkness. Yeah. And, and that's the next thing. I don't know if anybody saw... The, uh, um, the the Super Bowl ad from Washington Post, and it's really important that we need to pay for our we need to pay for our freedom. We need to pay for our First Amendment. We need to pay for the fourth, you know, the fourth pillar. So that's my that's my parting shot. That's a good one. That's a very good one, Rain. Well, on that note, uh, everybody, uh, I don't have much to add. Uh, also, Trump is a dickhead. Yeah, uh, this is true, and uh, he's also not only that. He is a uh, un- uh, you know. nipple and button, huh? Nipple and button. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I I really wanted this though. 
Oh, seriously? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's also uh, what do you call it? this? Uh, Wang Doodle. Yeah. So anyway, uh, everybody have a great uh, great week. Uh, we'll be back with everybody on Friday. Check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. Um, and uh, hey, Trisec! Look, Trisec came by. Abrogating treaties, America. Yes. Fuck yeah! So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and I'm really happy for Trisec and Trojan Rabbit and the fact that the Patriots won again. I'm happy for them as fans. There you go. There you go. But uh, uh but yeah, so uh for abrogating uh treaties uh for you Trisex. Yeah. I haven't played that in a while. <laughs> so uh actually Russia, oh yeah. Uh but anyway, um or oh yeah. Uh, Russia, fuck yeah. Oh yeah, why was I censoring <laughs> that? I'm America, oh yeah. That's not why the clip is cool. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, that's all I got. Everybody have a great night, uh, and we'll see you on Friday. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. And don't forget to stick around for the Tim Coromel show. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. And now here's our wacky clip that we play at the end of the show. Nipple and button, huh? Nipple and button.